0: wanted to have a little message and share some uh information before we jump into this week's episode
1: yes so uh today's episode was um you will soon find out is Mm -hmm. a bit more hmm, polarizing perhaps is a good word um Mm -hmm. than most of our episodes we read a book that none of us really enjoyed right so um you're going to hear a bit more um negative maybe is negative, yes, uh, from us than you normally Mm -hmm. would. Um, So we just wanted to give this little disclaimer, if you will, before today's Mm -hmm. episode, uh, to kind of remind ourselves, remind you all that uh, we love doing this. And we uh, created this podcast because we have this Deep, deep love of Christian fiction, Mm -hmm. as you well know if you are friends of the (laughs) plot. Yes, true. Um, And so, (laughs) you know, you know. Yes, exactly. We've created this space because we um, believe that this is a valuable subject to discuss, and um, all aspects of it are valuable to discuss. So, the aspects that we think need to be better and can be better we want to discuss those things and then the things that are amazing we want to champion them and we want to encourage authors and we're blown away by this amazing community that we've just in our short time podcasting Mm -hmm have grown with and developed and we're blown away Mm -hmm. by this beautiful community. And so the majority of our content is extremely positive and encouraging. Um, But we do talk about the things that we feel are need work and need to be better. Um, And today's episode is one of those. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And also, too, I'll say so the book that we read and reviewed is Undetected by Dee Henderson. I (laughs) was strong about that. But as you listeners know, and I will talk about this on the podcast, I'm a huge Dee Henderson fan, so if you haven't read her O'Malley series, huge, huge fan, and we don't want in any way our opinions to reflect on her as an author. It's more, this is our opinion, it's our podcast, and we love being able to talk about books, and in our theme, it says, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and we mostly discuss the good, sometimes the bad, when we see it, and this might feel a little bit ugly, but we're also really excited to talk about it, and we stand behind our opinions, and yeah, we hope that you can go along for the ride, too, because honesty is really important to us, and we really feel that if we're lying to you as listeners and talking about a book in a way that we don't feel is true to how we actually felt about it, then we're doing you a disservice, so we want to make sure that we're always saying the, the things that are on our hearts, and what we liked about a book
1: or what we hated about a
0: book, so <laughs> buckle up for this wild ride <laughs> of this
1: without, episode. Without further ado.
0: Without further ado.
1: Hi, I'm Morgan, I'm Odette, and I'm Madeline, and And we we love Christian Christian. fiction. We love it so much that we wanted to talk about it on a podcast. Each episode, we will read classics of the genre or new releases, and discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly. So come join us. Hello, hello! Hi, everyone! Here we are! Welcome back back to another episode
0: of Redeeming Lit Podcast! Yay! We're so excited you tuned in! We got a... uh, fun uh, episode. I know we always say that, but I'm particularly excited to talk to you ladies about this book because we're, yes. yes. we we're starting a new theme. Yes, we're starting a new theme.
1: So we're doing this is the first book that we are reviewing in our military theme. Yes, which is fun. It's a popular subgenre, and we had to include it. Also, it's on a different vein than mm-hmm. what, we, what yeah. we've been doing. So very we very like different. That. So we're kind of yeah. We're broadening our horizons yes. mm-hmm. as you can, as you hopefully have already that we're not just reading romance, right, but you right.
0: know, romance adjacent to some of these books. Absolutely. Romance adjacent, yeah. yes. That'd be a good name for a, a podcast. Romance, romance adjacent. adjacent, and exactly. you only read yeah. books that has scotch of romance in them.
1: Scotch. Also love that word. That's a good one too. <laughs> I do it again. Kind, kind of wanted to parse it a little bit, but maybe we'll move on. <laughs> um, housekeeping, right? Yeah. There's Besides housekeeping. That theme. was this. Besides the theme, babies. There's this baby right here that's next to me, sleeping away right now.
0: Who knows? Know.
1: He's a wild cannon, wild card, loose, loose cannon, cannon. My bad. He's <laughs> a wild loose cannon card.
0: <laughs> I feel it's Like wild way. cannon phrasing is very appropriate for a military
1: theme. Whoa. Well, you don't want it to be too wild. Well, it depends on the book. That's <laughs> true. I was thinking of the us? battle. <laughs> the military is very like straight-laced. That's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, meant more the word cannon. Rules of war is a. Is a military yes. <laughs> weapon? Tactile? <laughs> yes. No, that's not the right word. Tactical. Tactical. There you go. I mean, you <laughs> technically can, ta- can touch him, but <laughs> it, but it, it could be tactile. I think it's <laughs> just kind of regular, though. Okay, we're, ready. Well, <laughs> okay, what, we're what we're trying to say <laughs> is, we have <laughs> no other housekeeping right for okay, you. Okay, good one. Yeah. just Today. just with with the kids as usual. Yeah, you
0: know, the kids yeah. are all right. You
1: know. And military. The kids will see it a chance.
0: Yeah, here we go. February so weekend. the book exactly. that we're reading today is and <clears throat> reviewing because we
1: already read it is Undetected by D. Henderson. Can you imagine if instead of our <laughs> regular episode, <laughs> we just read the book? <laughs> to also, I feel like I know like Odette. Oh, like fifty percent of the time, that's what she says. The book that we're reading today uh, well, that we're reviewing. This is far the it. surface <laughs> of the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> Just like, start reading the book. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. What a boring podcast. What a great only, podcast. Oh, we're your audiobook. There you go. There we you would go. be great audiobook narrators. We would be we would amazing. Be, um, I feel like
0: we're going to have a very prolific audio podcast career. So who knows? We get into audiobook narrating. I,
1: I would love it. Hit us up. I'll narrate the
0: audio book yeah. for you. Listen, Absolutely. I've been going to professional presentation coach, so I feel like right. moderating my speech a lot better. She's I writing. can still talk real fast if you need to. And
1: then Madeline has acting experience, which is,
0: and technically.
1: 10. A degree. Ah. We, Techni- yeah, she yeah. has an acting degree and acting experience. Technically, I also have some voice acting experience. Yes, that's true. But also, mostly, I just really like reading with inflection. So, hit us up. Yeah. So, hire us. We'll if see. see, so, we, we'll talk. Yeah. Just yes. streaming the Pitch podcast out to at, it. at it. gmail.com. Yeah. Speaking of this book though, I'm mm-hmm. gonna leave that cover. Please do. Good one. Good <laughs> idea. Good idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when asked what he does for a living, dot dot dot. Commander Mark Bishop is deliberately low key. I'm in the navy but commanding the ballistic missile submarine, the USS Nevada, keeping her crew trained and alert during 90-day submerged patrols and being prepared to launch weapons on valid presidential orders that carry a burden of command like few other jobs in the military. Mark Bishop is a man who accepts that responsibility and handles it well. At a time when tensions are escalating around the Pacific Rim, the Navy is glad to have him. Mark wants someone to come home to after sea patrols. The woman he has in mind is a young is young with a lovely smile and very smart. She's a civilian yet she understands the US Navy culture and he has a strong sense that life with her would never be boring. But she may be too deep in her work to see the potential relationship with him. Gina Gray would love to be married. She always envisioned her life that way. A breakup she didn't see coming, though, has her focusing all her attention on what she does best: ocean science research. She's on the cusp of a major breakthrough. (laughs) (laughs) What a finish! What what, what, (laughs) a finish! And she needs Mark's Bishop's perspective and and help. Well, Mark's Bishop's perspective and help. Now I'm laughing while I'm trying to read. Okay, because she told the Navy she's figured out is only the beginning. Because what she told the Navy is figured out, she's only the beginning. If
1: she's right, sub. <laughs> she's literally <laughs> in the last part of the sentence. Stop. I'm sorry. I feel that's like so I need weird. to edit this out. No, you don't. No, keep it in. It's, it's hilarious. Hard. Okay.
0: If she's right, submarine warfare is about to enter a new and dangerous chapter. And that's undetected.
1: Did As you can see, I could barely make it through this, the back cover copy without cackling. So this or is a out. little bit of. um, Wow. That. Did anyone else feel, as they were reading it, like, this could we're be it. a snooze fest? You would, right. <laughs> you would be right. You would be right. Or was
0: someone intrigued? You could have been intrigued. I was intrigued when were I read it. Were you besties.
1: intrigued? I we, didn't read the back listen, cover copy. We
0: literally read it to together fair. and decided, between this and three other D. Henderson books, and y'all all agree that this one sounded the most exciting. Well, <laughs> well, but also... Are you okay, saying me? that
1: this is my fault? No! <laughs> no, no,
0: no! <laughs> I, I will say that we decided this I back, don't remember the back cover copy we at all. We decided this, I want to say, when we were planning for season two. We were picking a lot of books. Yes. We Uh were picking a lot of books. So. And one or both of you could have been very pregnant at the time. So it's possible there was hormones involved and. But I think we were both pregnant.
1: We were both pregnant. One of us was very pregnant. One of us was newly pregnant. There you go.
0: So. One of us was
1: not pregnant.
0: (laughs) 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 Won't say who. Won't say (laughs) who. Just keep (laughs) guessing. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Anyways, okay, so, <laughs> so oh, hold on a second.
0: I, Before you jump in, we've got to do a little oh, sound bite. Please <laughs> do. I have power. Mads rad Reviews. <laughs>
1: Alright, Madeline What do you got for us? <laughs> okay. Well, if you can't. I mean, I feel like our commenting, are we supposed to do star reviews first? We're supposed to do our star reviews first. (laughs) But you should just do this. Do her reviews and then we'll
0: give our reviews. Okay.
1: Obviously, I don't think people are like, hmm, I wonder how they feel about this book. (laughs) I feel like they're probably (laughs) having a a good idea. Um, (laughs) Okay. So, I have a couple of reviews here. Um, So, here's some reviews for Undetected by Dee Henderson. Okay. Here's a four-star review. Okay. okay. it was good very technical about submarine life but not that you couldn't understand this was Vicki I had a hard time understanding that review to be honest I beg to differ Vicky. I Vicky. could not understand the Don't. technical about submarine life what book did you read Vicki? maybe oh, she has wait. experience Four with stars. submarine so it was comforting to Four her. Stars. Oh, oh yeah maybe she herself has been on a submarine not as a tourist like just as a regular or, like a submarine work. or maybe
0: she knew someone who did and she they talked about submarines a lot so it felt very like it was like oh familiar
1: like coming home yeah. yes there you go <laughs> maybe there you go okay here's another one one star okay from wendy okay oh, wendy. I, I was unable to detect <laughs> any reason to continue reading this book oh that is brutal Brutal and clever. <laughs> honestly, that's hysterical. Bravo, Wendy. Good one. I can't breathe. <laughs> that was good. Oh, Wendy. <laughs> and honestly, her picture makes it kind of look like she's probably the target audience, and, and she wasn't. She, she was wasn't not into it. She was unable to detect any reason to continue. <laughs> okay, uh Kadena. 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 Ooh. I don't know how to say this. Pick your poison. Came. Get back to Two it. Two stars. Okay. okay? It starts really well. It draws you in, and then you read and read, waiting for the exciting turn of events, or crime, or danger, or even a climactic relational event. As you read further in, you realize it's heavy on the relationship. There's none. I want to like this book. I do. I have enjoyed others, and this one is very rough, but knowledgeable about the Navy's inner workings. <laughs> Kudos for all the research. <laughs> Oh, oh okay, well that's what I have. <laughs> I
0: love it. All right, should we give our star reviews then? Let's do it. I
1: think it's time. All right, um, Morgan, do you want to go first? Uh, I can go first. I don't want to go first. Do you want to go first, Madeline? Sure. I have no problems. <laughs> I gave this book two stars okay. <laughs> because I felt that much like Cadena. <laughs> <laughs> Kadena? I think it's how she reversed this person. I don't know if it's Madeline. <laughs> <moment. laughs> Cad Cadena? Cadet Cadna? I don't think it's <laughs> c- Cadena. <laughs> I almost said cadaver. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I was thinking cadet like military. Cadab- I, oh, I, one. Um, I gave it two stars. There were a couple of brief fleeting moments where I was like oh, oh. And then, as quick as they came, they, they left. So, there wasn't a whole lot that I liked about... The, the cons far outweighed the pros. Okay. So, for me, I'm going to give it two stars. And I'm not going to go any lower than that, because I do feel like... Um, like Katana, there's a lot... This is extremely detailed, mm-hmm. as far as... It makes you feel like you are s- sitting in a submarine with people calling orders... And doing their dive, s- dive, dive. <laughs> exactly, doing their things around you. It's incredibly well researched, and you do feel like you're, dare I say, submerged in this world. <laughs> Whoa, sounds
0: <That was> good. <laughs> Prepare yourself for the puns; they be coming. Oh boy, <laughs> they
1: be coming. This whole episode. However, it also the fact that it was so hyper realistic in this like kind of submarine Culture. zone, whatever you want to call it, also made it incredibly boring, in my opinion. It was just hard to get through. So two stars from Madeline. Good one.
0: I'll go next. So I'm gonna give it two point five stars. So okay. I'm that's that's F- really set. Yeah, it yes. is. Also for Dee Henderson. And it's a D Henderson. I book. am a big, 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 big fan of D <clears throat> Henderson. Have been. I there's so many of her books that I've reread multiple times. We read The Negotiator last season, had a lot of positive things to say. Um, But I think this is not her best work, in my opinion. I think a lot of it had to do with the length. So for me, I felt like the story, it was hard to follow because there were so many threads. There was a lot of scientific information, which was interesting. I do value books that you can learn something from, and you feel like when you research, in my section, of course, you, you all know that I love research, so... It made sense to me that you know she she actually did a really good job on that but i feel like it, it was so marred in details about things and there was also the scientific aspect the submarine aspect navy life and then on top of it this wildly long drawn out romance that i feel like for me it was not something where i feel like i got lost in the world like i was a submarine without sonar <laughs> Good <laughs> one. Oh saying, my God! I, Accurate. There, there was moments that I was like, okay, and I actually have a lot of thoughts about certain aspects of that about this, and I do think that it felt very much like a, a D Henderson book because she does a good job. I've read a lot of she, and I'm gonna give a couple recommendations later about some military books that, if you like military books that that you would like of hers, that I really really enjoy. But I think that this one missed the mark because there was so much detail about things that actually didn't enhance the story if you would have cut the (laughs) submarine details in half and shrunk this book by 150 200 pages it would have been a good story Mm. so anyways that's my rating um unfortunately 2.5 for me morgan what about
1: you okay oh my god so listen (laughs) i can't wait (laughs) i i'm not a bad person and i don't want anybody on here that doesn't know me thinking i'm a bad person so i'm gonna rein this in a little bit I went into this book not excited. I'm not a big D. Henderson fan. I was not excited to read a D. Henderson book. So I will say that probably my review is a bit... Tainted. Sure. Went into it. It didn't... It probably wasn't going to end well for me. Unless she really pulled out all the stops. What Remember which, your hatred of David...
0: Last um, season, yeah. Our,
1: was oh, date from the negotiator. Even absolutely. though he
0: was wealthy and British and checked all the boxes, she okay. Hated him. He didn't check any of my boxes.
1: No. Most uh, people, <laughs> whatever. Okay. Currently <There laughs> I have different boxes. boxes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Listen. <clears throat> I. Oh boy. Oh, oh my gosh. The the build up. With can, you just, can you just say? It? I, I'm sorry. I'm trying. Just this is a real band. Okay. Listen. So, I disagree vehemently with what these two ladies said in that I Thought that all of the detail was ridiculous It was info dumping and was unnecessary originally. I was gonna go with a much lower rating even than I had But I upped it because I do think that there was a portion in the middle um, That I was like, oh, okay. I don't hate this. This is a little promising. This is interesting. Mm -hmm. Then it took a nosedive back at the end. Mm-hmm. So my final rating is 1.75. Okay. 1.75 is my final rating. I stand by that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be such a fun story. I literally. Okay. <laughs> Woo! Let's go, ladies. Let's go. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> let's dive in. All right, we're gonna dive in, literally and metaphorically. Die, so die, die, <laughs> dive, 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 dive. <laughs> I feel like our summary is probably gonna end up being really short because okay, so already cut. expressed okay. that we. We can't even articulate over half of this book because it doesn't make any she sense. Shave out all the details. So, I think we
0: could literally, if we timed, I mean, we're running a timer for a recording, but I bet we could finish this in 20 minutes. Let's
1: go. Okay. Challenge accepted. Let's do this. Okay. okay. So, <clears throat> it was okay to gave the challenge. I'm sorry. Okay. I shouldn't have said that. So, <laughs> I feel sure, like we we're sure just, you're a lovely person. You should just if you set you exist, the stage. Sure.
0: I, I think, in order to make this be the most efficient okay. review possible, Tell us. is mm-hmm. that we talk about the characters, mm-hmm. their roles. Yep. Yes. And then if there's any important factors, and then basically, like, give an uh, overview of the story. Because you, pretty much, that's all you're going to need for this summary. Yep. Yes, correct. Okay. okay, so Characters. you meet Commander Mark Bishop. Yes. And he is 42. uh uh-huh. He's a commander of the USS Nevada, mm-hmm. which is a ballistic nuclear uh, submarine. Which, Sure. Okay, great. Um, Whatever and, that means. there's
1: nukes on the submarine, and he, he yeah. ready ballistic, ballistic. He one of 25 them. people. Ballistic submarines. <laughs> no, and they're ready to fire they're nuclear warheads. Yeah. Yes. The well, not a moment's notice they have, from the president they, of the United States.
0: They have executive orders. It's, it's broken up into four different quadrants, though, throughout the. The summary. So see how Odette open. understood
1: a lot more than we did. Okay, but I should,
0: I should <laughs> ma- make like, a disclaimer.
1: In my mind, the president was calling Commander Mark Bishop from the USS. I bet Nevada he was. I bet he was And saying, Bishop, fire. First of all, and they Bishop's can't like, make call, like, a like on nukes. a oh. Bishop hit the nukes.
0: Well, that is literally not no like,
1: whatsoever. Yes, sir, Mister President, sir. Click. No, listen. Hit him. <laughs>
0: That's, That's how I interpreted. No, it as no, no, well. no, 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 no,
1: no.
0: This is what it is. <laughs> there's multiple parts to it. So Back. there's like there's a code in one safe in one room, and then you have to authenticate or authentic authenticate. Yep. Authenticate. <laughs> there it is. Dual oh. factor
1: authentication.
0: Well, it's actually quad factor. Because <laughs> nuclear. Because it's nuclear. So it's like we're press- going nuclear, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, oh so basically it breaks down that it's like he's one of 25 people who has this information. Basically when he's on the submarine commanding it, it's he like the there's steps, codes, codes there's, the there's but there's multiple codes and it's like they, they have to authenticate it because it comes through this like communication channel that's not supposed to be heard because a submarine doesn't have phones. Like you can't just call somebody on a submarine. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, You can send them messages, but it's like the whole purpose is that they're like undetected, um, especially one that's carrying nuclear warheads. So anyways... Commander Mark, Mark Bishop, we meet him. He's clearly very talented at what he does. He has, um, unfortunately, he's a widow. Er, he have. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's correct. That's correct. His wife, unfortunately, Melinda, passed away, I think... Like, five or seven years ago? I can't remember if there was a specific time, but it had been... I think he said, like, ten years, like, nine or ten. I thought they were married for nine They've years. They'd been
1: married for nine years, that's oh, for sure. Oh, okay. But, married for nine. Yeah. So we don't Regardless, know... Regardless,
0: it, it had been some time that it would be appropriate for him to move on. I'll say it that way. Um, and he... That varies per person. You know. Yeah. But but it you wasn't get, like
1: feeling that he's ready to move. Yes, he right. He's to move had more. an sure. appropriate amount of time to grieve. Yes. 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 Exactly.
0: Yes. That does vary hundred percent for different people. Yes. But like him, him himself, it had been long enough that he was ready to, to put himself out there. The next character we meet is Gina Gray. Yes. And she is <laughs> bless you. Bless Thank you. you so much. She is um a twenty nine year old, um, like genius science scientist who has like six PhDs and Wonderkind. Wonderkind. Gina the Genius, as her brother Jeff, who is friends with Mark Bishop, um, <clears throat> calls her. And basically, the the, the book opens. She's in Colorado. And the book mainly takes place, for the most part, in Washington State, <clears throat> where there's a military base. Um, and um, she has this really bad breakup. She doesn't know. They never really allude to the details as to why it was bad, but just like that they didn't end up...
1: Working out, and she yeah. was very surprised by it. So she decides oh, yes. she's gonna move because she's working with with the guy she broke. That I think broke that's up with her. why it was bad, is because yes. it Cause took her such much surprise. by surprise. That's yes. what I that's kind of what I interpreted uh-huh. from
0: that. And so, anyway, so she decides because she, when she was 20 years old, she's now um, almost 30 she discovered basically something called cross sonar without getting in the weeds on it because you can read the book if you want to know it's basically a way for submarines that are stealthy and need to be undetected to do more scans of the ocean and know what's around them in a more quiet way.
1: Without, sure. right,
0: without making any noise yes. mm-hmm. so you meet her so she basically has this which idea. is incredibly valuable
1: yes. Mm-hmm. Li- yes military strategic information and yes.
0: she actually like in the book has been offered these prolific jobs or but she does not really interested she's basically like she'll get an idea because she's a researcher and then she'll kind of chase it and if it works then she'll present it to people um mm-hmm. so then we Jeff's in the story her, her her brother but he's kind of a secondary or tertiary character yeah um, he
1: he yes. works on a submarine. Yes, like he works on a
0: attack submarine. That's a fast one.
1: Okay, so he's but he's just like a regular guy on submarine. Like he's not like a, the commander. No, and he's just yeah. like a regular. I don't Joshua, know what you would call him. Yeah, Joshua But on you submarine. you
0: find out you <laughs> yeah, find out yeah, that she around. exactly officially <laughs> that's the reason George why that's the reason why the Seahawk <laughs> Seaport Sea Seahawk Seahawk yes, yeah. is the name of his. Um, so. You find out later on that when Gina made her first discovery, because she discovers a lot of things throughout this book. When she made her first discovery about sonar, when she was twenty, the military basically was like, "What do you want? Roll out the red carpet, give you a job." She's like, "No, no, don't want any of that. But can you get my brother an interview, on for the USS Seahawk?" So, anyways, she used her 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 kind of pull for him. So, basically, that's the setting, and. Mm-hmm. The book. So Gina decides her brother's out at sea in his submarine, but she's like, you know what? I'm gonna go out to Washington, get away from Kevin Taggart, Taggart,
1: something like that.
0: Taggart, um, yeah, with the tea. yeah. And I'm gonna get away from him, and I'm gonna go because I have this idea, and I think it could work. And basically, then pretty soon when the book opens, it's it's very. Pin- oh, also the other thing that we should say, she goes there with the intent, which is actually really smart on her part. Not meeting any men in Colorado. Kevin's a dud. I'm going to go out to the military base where my brother lives and tell him to introduce me to good Navy guys that he knows, which is smart. Like yeah, surround yeah, yourself yeah, with, sure. put the odds in your favor. Yes, the odds are going to be in your favor in that sense. surrounded Literally. by
1: Navy guys. Literally. So.
0: And she's also smart enough and like she knows enough about Navy that she can hang with a with Navy guy because she under, understands the technology and stuff. Not that you have to, but I feel like for the... Probably helpful. Yes, absolutely. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I feel mm-hmm. like someone for how much summary and detail. I'm sure that they talked about that in their personal life, or maybe they didn't want to. And because she knew about it, then they talked about it.
1: Um, Who knows? Anyways, know. anyways this, the next character we this meet. This is. I'm just speculating. Is Daniel? I don't remember his last name. Daniel Shield. Daniel Shield. Open. Thank you. Um, he is also five star Joe Schmo on the USS Nevada. No he's, no, he's on the Nebraska. He's on a different submarine than she oh, is. I remember, it's the one... That's small detail.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, so him and Nebraska Bishop are not on were. the same.
1: Okay, I thought they were.
0: No. Mm. He's on um, the... Bishop's on the Nevada, and Shields is on the Nebraska. See,
1: this is the type it's just there's so much it's too much
0: i think it's because i've watched ncis for literally over over a decade is like and i don't and i actually like military stories this book was but like i like them so i think it's like for me those details just kind of stick in my head i'm like they're
1: relevant yeah yeah um well but because first when when her brother finally gets back from his mission from his patrol and he finds out about her breakup and she's she's like set me up with some navy guys he has this conversation with mark bishop and he's like hey you into Gina you want to get my sister and he's like no 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 no. she's too young for me and he's like oh okay I'll pick somebody else so like he was his her brother's first first choice choice. first choice but But then he settled on he's like you know what I know this guy Daniel Shield he's awesome you should go out with him so she starts going out with Daniel Shield pause one second the reason why her part of the reason why <laughs> the reason <laughs> why
0: well <laughs> this is an important detail so the reason why so when her brother's out at sea when she first goes out to Washington she runs into Mark and she's known Mark for like eight years at this yeah. point because he was involved with her research the first time mm-hmm. so she sees him yes. and she has security because what she discovered is that there is a way she thinks for submarines to talk to each other and and they're not using sonar sound they would use ocean sounds as sonar so that other submarines couldn't hear and wouldn't be able to distinguish enemy subs wouldn't be able to distinguish between right. the the ocean noise and the, the mm-hmm. submarines talking like to each other if so you she could
1: ping exactly without making any sound at
0: yes all. because it's the it sounds like the ocean like sound but it's like is you know an ocean sound exactly instead of like a so sound. she and Mark are working together on this and so they're spending a lot of time together so part of it is that her brother sees her and Mark getting along, and that's why he brings and it up. He's
1: like, "Oh, are you? Are you He's like, "No, she's she's her. too
0: young for me." Yeah. He's like, "I'm forty two. She's twenty nine. No." Um. So, then she basically starts going out with Daniel, and meanwhile, um, Jeff is dating a woman who owns a gym or something named Tiffany, and um, ah, uh, so they go on like her, Gina and Daniel meet and on a date with, um, Jeff. Yeah. And then they hit it off pretty quickly, and they start dating. Mm-hmm. And I do think that there is a component mm-hmm. here that should be noted that in the military, it's, I feel like, especially in things like this where people are de- um, deploying a lot, that, like, there is a component where timelines can be a little condensed just because of that nature of things. So, sure, That's, um, cause, absolutely. Because they're Either very much a three like... three-month
1: engagement or three-year engagement, I like, take your yeah. pick. Yeah. Yeah, kind of Yes, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, and so part of it is for this... Um, uh, their cadence is that they're at sea for 90 days in the submarine and then home for four months. But, like, over those four months, they're basically doing certain components that mm-hmm. kind of help. But, so thing, right? exactly. So, basically, then, I would say 30% into the book or so, Mark decides that he likes Gina. even
1: mm-hmm. though she's
0: literally dating Daniel. Yes. And he already told her, or he already told Jeff that he didn't want to date her. Mm-hmm. Um, And then, basically, he makes it known to both her and Daniel. And Daniel's kind of like, you know what? Bring it on. Like, may the best man win.
1: Which is... Insane. It's insane. Outrageous. It's outrageous. <laughs> so... Did you talk to your husband at all about that? Do you think it's outrageous because no, it's I not believable? No, I literally read this book today. Oh, okay. This part of the book, yes. I was only reading it today. Okay. So. Jeremiah. My, my husband was at work. <laughs> okay. This, I was actually <laughs> I curious. wanted to talk with him about this. I'm going to take a little rapture. I didn't actually end up talking with Ben about it because I, I also finished this not that long ago, but... I thought that this seems kind of like, <clears throat> very, this actually did seem something like a guy way to, to go about this. I think it's insane. I think, right, because we're women, though. Women would never do this. No, but think about it. If a guy was genuinely interested in you. And he and, was calling you like, his girlfriend. Pursued, like, you were his girlfriend, you guys had agreed, like, oh, we're boyfriend and girlfriend now. Like, they didn't actually agree that, though. Yeah, because she called him her boyfriend. Yes, they had multiple like, times that oh, she would just, be like, "Why am I going oh, out with okay. him?"
0: She would be like, "Mark, I feel like I should be going out with you on these dates because I'm a Daniel's girlfriend."
1: Um, they were literally boyfriend. I don't think she girlfriend. said girlfriend. I I trust she her that she remembers everything. We're gonna listen to this on two and a half speed. <laughs> I did listen to it on two and a half. Girlfriend. <laughs> but I actually no. think it's kind of interesting, Lots like nonsense. Because I wish what? That we could bring him over here because what he said why can't we go get him go get him i'm curious i'm biased because my thought on this was that this actually seemed because guys are so competitive yeah so because the one thing he said was hey if i i'm just laughing because i'm hearing madeline talk to Jermaine. um like if i can't when you fair and square and be the better man, then I shouldn't be winning you at all. It seems like, it seemed like a fair thing to say. Okay. okay
0: but I think the thing that was ridiculous. the most, I think the thing that, that was aggravating is that like, it was just that Mark decided all of a sudden and like, well, yes, didn't really give Gina an opinion. Okay. Oh, good. We have a male opinion. Here's the situation.
1: (laughs) Male. This is um, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Hi, thank you. This this is Madeline's husband here joining us. Same here, Okay. (laughs) Hello. Okay, so here's 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 a very brief setup. Okay, Okay. so these two people start dating, pursuing each other. Very obviously, like for marriage. Like they're not just dating to have fun. Okay, like they're obviously pursuing each other to get married.
0: Mm -hmm. He's a submariner. So about to deploy. He's about to Uh
1: deploy. And this other guy who he who's a mutual acquaintance of both and of them. everybody's friends. They're everybody's all friends. friends. Everyone Everybody knows friends. each other. This other guy decides he likes this girl who this guy is dating. And, and he's he, like, Hey man, do you care if I take her out on some dates while you're No, he point? doesn't
0: ask her. He asks her out and she calls the boyfriend and says, Hey, do you mind if I go out with another
1: guy while he's literally getting trained on the East Coast? And this okay. guy says, Her boy, her boyfriend responds, Oh yeah, don't I trust this guy. No, it's more like, because he's like, ah, he's interested. No, listen, because he says, he does say he trusts him, but it's not like, take care of my girl for me. It's not that situation, because okay. he knows that Mark is interested in her too. And what he says is, you know what? Basically like, okay, may the best man, may may the, best the best win. Best man win. That's what he says. He's like, okay, Mark, game on. If if Because he's like, go ahead, let him have his chance. Because if I can't win you, like, fair and square, then I don't deserve to have you. He says that at some okay. point in the book. So what we're saying is is that which is the realistic thing would men really respond that way in that situation oh may the best man win or would they be like um why (laughs) are you coming in on my girl this is my girlfriend
0: what year is it 2014 2014.
1: (laughs) that was a good question (laughs) Good question.
0: it wasn't duels involved (laughs) (laughs) wait what's the question you're asking me
1: like is this realistic a realistic way for a situation like this to happen of him just based saying, on one, from a guy man. perspective, and it's I that a, another
0: man comes after your girlfriend. Yeah, in 2014, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> Maybe if it was like... no, they're
1: 40. They're like 40, 30, 40 year olds in 2014. Okay. So they're not like high, they're mm-hmm. not like yeah, correct college well, age. I mean, the they're one guy Mark
0: who made his intentions known while she was dating Daniel. He's 42, she's 29, and Daniel's like 28. I feel like that people that are <laughs> intentional dating in a relationship and being intentional about it. Would not be okay with that situation, Yes.
1: A, a man in that thank you yes thank you okay fair enough yes thank you thank, Jeremiah. thank, you, thank you, you so much opinion. for coming and telling us your, your opinion <laughs> <laughs> take, some, take some sour patch kiss <laughs> compliment our sour patch kiss for on the podcast <laughs> anyways anyways okay. so Jeremiah agrees with Odette and I that it's absurd that this happened I will say though I don't think it's I a good d- situation <laughs> but I was just like huh that's maybe seems it's like a wisdom. guy I I hit. That say, was kind of. Yes. I
0: will say that I also had had this thought that Daniel is in a position, even though he's on a different submarine, where he is low ranking. He just does sonar, not the sonar's not 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 a big job. Versus Commander Mark Bishop is literally over one of the like he's like one of the top he's guys about at to the be base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he has a long like he still has a long career ahead of him. And so yeah. I'm wondering if Maybe there was, was a component like- where it was like.
1: I can't say no to this guy. And also, like, Daniel being intention. genuine and,
0: like, well, like, in all honesty, which I do appreciate. I did appreciate the sentiment, I will say, of, you know what? May the best man win. And I don't, if she's at all interested in you, I don't want to
1: have her choose. Get in the way of that. Because, to, uh, to his credit, like, she called him and was like, hey, are you okay if I go out with this guy? Because Basically. she didn't know
0: at all. Until Daniel told her, basically, that Mark was interested. And she was like, what are you talking about? Because they spent a lot of time together. She really saw him as her brother's friend and, like, had no romantic interest in him whatsoever in, in that regard. And so she was, like... And he talked a lot about his, his, his wife who had passed. And so she, had, in her mind, like, they had great conversations, but she didn't think... So it was actually Daniel who told her...
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Alan dropped her hair clip.
0: <laughs> um, anyway, so, um, basically, it's... The, um, a good portion of the book is spent her doing her research mm-hmm. and they go on a sea trial and she's actually scared of the water but basically Mark convinces her to go on the Nebraska. This is why it's important because they're uh, on the Nebraska for the sea trial and Daniel works in the sonar room there and Commander Bishop wasn't the commander of the Nebraska. He's the commander of the Nevada mm-hmm. on the blue crew which is like half the crew. Um, <clears throat>
1: so, or right. the gold crew. He so did the gold he's crew. the gold crew yeah. yeah. So then it's like, I feel like from like 30% to like 75%, it's just like Mark and Gina's relationship Mm -hmm. and kind of how it's progressing. I think it's like 30% to like like 65%. Mark, Mark, Gina, Gina, Daniel. Yes. Kind of relationship, like Daniel ends up proposing. She goes down to see his family. She's he doesn't trying-
0: propose. He, he talks about wanting to propose, but he tells her that she... Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't propose, but, like, she goes and sees his family. And basically, like, Mark is, like, all in. He's like, no, I want to be your husband. And then he proposes. Uh-huh. He proposes right before he deploys. And is like, please, please think about this. And, like, meanwhile, she's literally still with Daniel. Like, doesn't oh, yeah. like he proposed, well, like, gives ring. a ring and everything. He yeah. proposes he gives to
1: her while she is dating
0: Daniel. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give her a ring that time. He proposes a lot. He doesn't oh, give her a ring that okay, time. He right. proposes, like, three times. And then she gets really upset, and so Mm-mm. she literally, because he flies to Chicago, because after this she, like, does the research. It, it works, yay, for a new sonar. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> she goes off and is like, I'm going to go back to Chicago because yes. she grew up there. And she was like, I'm going to go back, and I'm going to do some research on um, sun flares. And um, so she... And then Mark basically, his brother lives in Chicago. So he decides his brother, and they basically goes to her house before he deploys. And he's basically like, "Hey, I need you to know, because he's concerned that while he's gone for ninety days, that Daniel's gonna propose, because which yeah, and he's like, you know what? Sure, they're dating. Yeah, <laughs> and mm-hmm. so <clears throat> and meanwhile, they've been dating for like three months. Like it's not even like it's been like that long of a dating kind of Right. Time that's for true. True. And so anyways, um, basically, Mark decides he's going to regret it the rest of his life. Because he, like, really loves her. So he's going to, like... So he goes all in. He proposes. So then, literally, the next chapter, she proposes... He proposes. And she's, like, shell-shocked. But then she agrees to, like, think about it for three months. So she's not going to, like, give him an answer. He didn't expect that. And he... Doesn't he also give her kittens at that point, yes, too? He gives her kittens um, so she won't really be, like, alone.
1: Romantic gesture. Two kittens. If someone gave me two alive things... To take care of, that I'm now responsible for. Mm-hmm. I would have been as a romantic gesture, I'd be like, you Listen, don't if it know was me. a puppy, get out. Yeah. If it that's was a awful. puppy, melt my heart, melt my heart.
0: <laughs> he also got her
1: a box of all the things she would need for it. He was I
0: would very like thoughtful. a I mean,
1: ridiculously helpful. large. Gift card to a bookstore, please. That is the only thing <laughs> he that does. will persuade me. He probably would have me. appreciated that as well. She, she would have. They went on their one date and they went to the bookstore. And she okay. and she's so. like, "How many books are you gonna buy me?" Continuing exactly. Anyway, yeah. so what then he
0: leaves. Is- <laughs> so so he goes to to deploy, and Gina's like really upset. So she literally gets on a plane to go to Washington mm-hmm. and confront him. She calls Daniel, and Daniel meets her at the airport, and is basically like okay so calm it down like you shouldn't go and respond emotionally to this proposal like you're mad at him you're angry you're upset that he put you in this position because you feel like you really want this but rightfully so absolutely but daniel basically even though they're still dating daniel's like kind of sucks that he proposed but uh i'm kind of glad that you want to say no but we still kind of need to figure out what we are are you know kind of thing but then he basically tells her pretty soon after that. I, I don't think it's that conversation. They spend a lot of time together before he, because he's deploying after. Mark does. Um, they they have a conversation and he's basically like, hey, um, <clears throat> I'm kind of all in, like, want to know where this is going. She has think about it. It's, you know, basically what it is. So now she basically kind of has two marriage proposals on, on the table. While before Daniel deploys, she decides to break it off with him. She tells him, like, hey, mm-hmm. like I want to love you, but I don't. And she thinks that there's certain things that he loves music and he loves being out in the water and she doesn't really know music and she doesn't really like the out. water. <laughs> and so she's basically like, I think that you need to be with someone who enjoys your hobbies, you know, and they have a good breakup and he's like, we should still be friends. Like, don't worry about it. It's, it that part w- w- was odd to me. Like, and then she's basically like, just so you know, I haven't told Mark anything, but I'm not choosing him like mm-hmm. over you. Like, I'm literally deciding, like, you know, I, but she but, was though.
1: She was. She just yes. needed some extra time. She just didn't mm-hmm. know. And then she would be choosing Yes. Whatever. Yeah, that part made me irritated. That was very, I was very mad about that. Yeah. Anyways, what happens is then Mark comes in, like, so aggressive. He's like, now that Daniel's out of the picture, he's like... Pushing for this mm-hmm. marriage. Yeah, uh, this those are like three times. Weird advice from his brother about like how who I guess his brother's probably in another book. Yeah, it sounded in this like series. It. Yeah, yeah. We're, uh, I don't know. I like, think this is a standalone book
0: to be honest. I think it's a series. Mm, you no, think it's I think it's a series because
1: his brother was like. Um, oh, I married my new wife, and I don't, I mean, I didn't love her when I got married. But no, she I didn't, didn't love you.
0: me. He said, I loved her, but she didn't yeah. love me. Oh, so basically, he told, he so told Mark, like... So now,
1: he gets in this headspace like, oh, that's how my life should be. I should just marry her now, even though she's not in love with me, because she will fall in love with me.
0: No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Well, cause, no. Cause his, well caveat, his brother, Bryce, mm-hmm. married this woman that she goes by, the name Charlotte. She's like a painter, but she was she's actually... But she's like
1: some sort of ex... There's their book, right? Oh, now. oh nice. Goes. Okay, so, yeah. So it is spoken.
0: Unspoken. She was um someone who... Um, uh, she was in, like, witness protection program, right? Because well, she, she was kidnapped. She was kidnapped right. as a child for four years, and so yeah. she had a lot of trust issues and things like that, yes. of course. And so their marriage wasn't conventional in the way that, like, most would be, because, like, she... Sure. Find out. So, anyways, all that to say... um, is, That's a different book, though. That's a, a different, different book. book. But, like, so basically, but is. His brother spurs the idea that, like, you know what? If I love her, that's enough. Like, I can pro- hardcore pursue her. And so... And he's also older, and he knows what he wants and all this kind oh of stuff.
1: Oh, my gosh. Mark so, Bishop. Okay. So... So he's, like, aggressively proposing to her. She's like, you're I'm not... But
0: then she takes the ring and puts it on her right hand.
1: It's
0: crazy. Um, but basically, then, mm-hmm. she tells him, like, listen, I need some time. Like, can we just spend time together and basically date? And he knows at that point that she broke up with Daniel. Um, because... He like came to her house and she wasn't wearing a ring, and then she told him. Um, but also, in the middle of this, she also discovered that there is a way using solar flares to basically use the solar flares' light to see into the ocean and be able to identify where all the submarines are. So they start on this journey of like, so, like
1: basically takes a picture and
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's a map, and like she can see every single submarine across the whole world, can, like anywhere. with a sun flare depending Which on how bright it is. Yes.
0: So she basically decides, like they decide, like what she needs to do with the image right? because she's like, I should just burn the photo and da da da. And she is secure around here from the beginning of the book because she's, she's basically like, a, value, yeah. a valuable asset and high, she just what do they call it high clearance? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm, national, yeah. So national treasure. She's a national treasure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wow. Wow. Nick Cage is looking for. Him. He's on the high.
0: <laughs> He's on the high. <laughs> the <theater. laughs> um, so then basically the rest of the book is them kind of uncovering this solar flare thing, presenting it, talking to SecNav, which is Secretary of Navy and all this kind of stuff and then basically
1: Didn't know that. <laughs>
0: I was just like, "Yep, SecNav." Uh huh.
1: Yep. (laughs) Oh, it's it's an abbreviation
0: for Secretary. Maybe that Um, makes sense. Like the boss of the boss, you know. Anyways, um, but so one of the things is um, with this that then throughout it, basically, Mark and Jean are dating. They're spending a lot of time together, spending time in in Chicago. She's out in Washington with him, and basically, then she decides a few weeks before he's going to deploy. That she does love him. Because basically, then he mm-hmm. backs off when she's basically like, look, can we just date? Don't no talk about marriage. He doesn't bring it up. But she can tell it's, like, weighing on him that she hasn't given him an answer. But she's like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know. So then, she basically tells him that she loves him. And then instantly, and, she'll, and she wants to marry him. And so then basically, he's like, let's get married tomorrow. They basically get married in two days. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a big ceremony in Chicago when he gets back no from either. deployment, yep. And mm-hmm. basically then... They have a couple of chapters together when they're married, and then he deploys. Mm -hmm. He deploys, and I think it's. I think it's. Until.
1: With the South Korean. There's basically was a misunderstanding a in the ocean. It South, Korea? um, it South Korean, Chinese, oh. something to add Yeah, so it.
0: basically, what happens is there is a missile that is fired in the ocean. No one really knows why. From Where South Korea. From South oh, Korea South Yes,
1: South. <laughs>
0: yes. Mm-hmm. released a missile. And um, so basically, then Mark's um, submarine goes into like full on, like, it's two steps away from releasing a nuclear warhead and then basically in the middle of all this because they're also like it's not really easy to tell from a submarine perspective because you don't really talk to them directly like you send, send cody messages and stuff but it's not as easy as like picking up a phone and calling so there's a lot of like back and forth and it's like gina's trying to figure stuff out because they're, they're trying to use a solar phase to figure out what happened um because there's like and, 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 and also
1: find sub. she's trying to it's a chinese sub that is missing sub.
0: and um, there's also a, missing. Missing. Um, a north korean missile had gotten launched and so oh there, there's it all this crazy. stuff happening. Yeah. And so basically Gina has the idea of how she could think about where the submarine could be, because basically the, they're searching for it and China's convinced that someone else took down their sub. And the problem is that if China thinks that they're going to go to war. Right. So they're like sure. we need to curb this. So basically Gina uses her genius abilities and finds like, because as genius as she is her her solutions are quote unquote simplistic, meaning that like, be like, well let's use the sun flares. And there's a lot of ca- calculations but it's not like. So easy only like yes. a genius could see. Right. Exactly. Yes. Idea. Exactly. And so basically, and her Fear the whole time is she's making U.S. submarine safer, but only temporarily because it's not too long before so enemies. Somebody else gets that technology exactly, and and so she wrestles with that the entire boat. But basically, then through her, I can't remember all details because there's a lot of things. But basically, she's able to help them identify that the Chinese sub is actually like way fra- far lost. away because it it got lost and it hit a U.S. boat or a U.S. ship, I should say, not a boat, a ship. And it basically lost its ability to communicate and sonar, and so it's just floating out to sea. They're able to spot it through a solar flare photo, and they're able to direct one of her, I think it's her brother's ship that actually goes and saves Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. sub, and they basically, like, put air into it. They raise it because it can't can't go to the surface. And then basically no war happens because they're they're able to kind of save this misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Mark comes home, and... Then, basically, she's like, I'm
1: glad I married you. And that's the book. the sappiest ending of a book you've ever read in your life. I'm just going to read it. Oh, I please okay, do it. let's do it. Okay. Please do it. <clears throat>
0: Okay. Oh, he, his, his nickname for her is precious.
1: Okay. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> pardon <partly. Precious. laughs> me. He precious. groaned even as he laughed and caught her hands. <laughs> Go
0: to sleep, Gina. I'm fried here. I'm getting too old for a young wife. I'd say you're about perfect. She kissed his chin. Nice shape, but you missed a spot. She giggled and rubbed it with her cheek. You think we're going to be an old married couple one day? How old, oh. he asked. His, his voice already heavy with sleep. 90 and 100. Sure, I'm in great shape and will work on get, getting you to the gym occasionally. Hey. He wow. grinned and then kissed her. So Go to good. sleep, precious. She closed her eyes because he needed the rest. And while she liked to tease him, part of being his wife was taking care of him. She could have lost him. She could have lo- lost Jeff. Um... to what was heading toward a war. She was going to take care of her, her guys. The rest of her life could revolve around that priority. What are you smiling about, he asked. She opened her eyes to see him resting on his pillow, studying her face. Life is good, she replied. Hmm, it is. Good night, Mark. She said it softly, deliberately. After a quiet few seconds, his arms tightened around her in a hug. You're kind to me, Precious. I love that. She interlaced her hand with his smile and then let them both drift off to sleep. She had what she wanted most a good husband. She loved being a wife. Life was good, and he was home safely from the sea. (laughs) (laughs) That was the ending. That was the other book. I can't.
1: So that was the summary.
0: Oh my god. Oh, help us. Okay. I think this is our shortest summary. Now, it wasn't 25 minutes or 20 minutes, but I will say we did get a special guest that gave us some good meal perspective, exactly. which 10 sure. out of 10 recommend in these situations.
1: Yes. Thanks, Jeremy. Alright. Oh wow. Wow. Um, um, you ready okay. to uh, jump into our next sections here? Or nah, you do you want to I don't know. She's trying to. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Whatever. I'm fine. You're, you're good to me, Precious. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> to me, uh. same
0: level. As the nickname Monkey from Dwight to Angie. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's why, why are you like really
1: that? It's yeah. creepy. It's yeah. creepy. You have to
0: gross. stop. I can't remember. I told the story in the podcast about the guy I went out once yes. Yes, 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 and yes. they yes. called me Monkey the, the yeah. next and day. Like, and no. hard pass. Not. Absolutely not. Hard pass. Also, we were nine years apart and I was like, no, sir. Whoa. No, sir.
1: Was it Gita
0: situation? <laughs> it's like, there you go. I shut that down before he got to it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she was like, absolutely not.
0: Absolutely yeah. not. No thank you. Um, no thank you. Next. Alrighty. <laughs> Speaking of next. Morgan's recommended reads. Alright, Morgan, what do you got for us?
1: Okay. Well, uh, First, Odette, did you want to give a little plug yes. for the two yes. military books yes. that are also by Dee Henderson, but that are infinitely better than yes. the one okay. I just read? Yes, okay, so oh. she has another military okay. series, mm-hmm. um, Uncommon Heroes,
0: okay? okay? Okay. So book one, True Devotion, we almost read that one for the podcast. Mm-hmm. That one oh, is about have. a... I've read one of these yes. before. Yeah, Um. so that one is about a... Um, Woman, a widow who has lost her husband and her chance to find kind of love again with a, a Navy SEAL. Then the other one that I really like is uh, True Courage, which is book four. And that one is about an FBI agent who is basically helping a woman and her family find a lost uh, kidnapped child and wife. Very, It's very emotional, but it's like really well written. It's fast-paced, and there's great romance, great suspense. So I would, would recommend those. My sister did like um, True Honor and True Valor, um, that are the book two and three in that series. Mm -hmm. I didn't like them as much. They they felt a little bit more like this because they spent a lot of time. It was about like uh, a navy pilot or an air force pilot, Mm -hmm. and like so there was a lot more technical details, which which I don't mind a little bit of. But I feel like, and I also don't think I love the lead characters as much as I liked the other ones. So I'd recommend book one. <clears throat> true devotion and book four, true courage. If you're okay. looking for that, and I would say that I've read those books many times, really good. And they, they have a, a similar vein as the O'Malley books. So if you're a fan of the O'Malley nice. series, I think okay. you would like those. Um, and they're 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 much shorter.
1: That's good because we needed yeah. to have some redemption here for D. Anderson. For D. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, so I went a totally different route, and I, you guys Ooh, know, is this gonna be a love triangle stitch? No, mm, no, but. That was a a heavy theme in this book. It was, absolutely. I Um, I could have gone a lot of different places, and so I was just trying to pick out some things that I thought I could genuinely recommend books for. Um, (laughs) of (laughs) am so curious. Well, and actually, that's almost a bit of a misnomer for me to even say that because, well, you'll see when I get there. So um, I didn't – for me, the romance went south, so I was just, anyways. Okay, I'm gonna start at the beginning. I'm derailing. Okay, one of the themes I picked out was submarine life. We talked about the fact that we didn't <laughs> submarine love submarine life. Submarine life. Okay. Yes. Okay. We didn't love all of the submarine details. she going with this. <laughs> I have read a book that took place on a submarine. Okay. That I was like, this wasn't is Was called in the
0: depths of love.
1: Ew. No, it wasn't. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. For a submarine. It would be. <laughs> Um, that's true. It would be. You are correct. (laughs) Um, this took place on a submarine. Okay. And it made me think, whoa, it'd be pretty cool to live on a submarine. This book did not make me feel the way, but the book I'm about to recommend did. And that is The Grim Grotto by Lemony Snicket. Oh, yeah. Caveat. This is book 11 of a 13-book series, and you do have to read them you in order. You just so read book 11. You can't just read you book 11. You have to read the whole series. So it's, that's but that. But it's worth it. But it's a fantastic... It. The series of unfortunate events is, of course, what we're talking grotto. about. The Grim Grotto. He or she who hesitates is lost. So I would really recommend that book. That's a fabulous book. The whole series is great. Um, the Grim Grotto is one of my favorites it's, it's in the, the series. It's so sure. good. Um, the, the Baudelaire siblings find themselves on a submarine, and... It's kind of um, with the poisonous mushroom involved. It's crazy. It's good. That's a great book. That series is wonderful. That book specifically is very, very good. So, So, um, more of a fun, lighthearted, even though everyone's in peril. Um, portrayal of submarine life, I would say. Oh, I was so. like... Everyone, is, everyone ends <laughs> up in, in peril, peril. technically. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's very fun. It still feels fun. It's a fun yes. read. It's a children's book. More fun book. than this. It's a fun hang. Um, it's a fun hang. But it can be enjoyed by... It is a children's oh, book, yeah. but it absolutely can be enjoyed by adults. Oh, like, it's a course. great book. Um yes. the I'm other thing, like, right. it's lighthearted because it's a children's Correct. Book. Yes, yes, yes. Um, the other theme that I pulled out, as we talked about, um, older man, younger woman. This is a trope in romance and one that I often do like. I felt like this book did not do it well and actually it got creepy in my opinion. But for a little, for a a hot second, a sliver of a moment, I was like, where's this going? Well, what sliver of the book? I don't even remember but it was probably towards the beginning. I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. My first thought was, oh, um, Colonel Brandon and Marianne? What, uh, what's happening here? What's happening? It No. Uh, False. But um, I don't just, I mean, obviously read Sense and Sensibility, <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> but to make it a little bit more, um, like, of course everyone should read Sense and Sensibility. However, this, there is a fun Jane Aust. There's a lot of Jane Austen retellings. So there's a good... Sense and Sensibility retelling that is also Christian fiction that I really enjoy. I haven't read it in a while, but I do enjoy it, and I have read it multiple times. And that is Reason and Romance by Deborah Mm. White-Smith. It is a contemporary um, retelling of Sense and Sensibility. And, um, I mean, right. So it has the Eleanor and Edward characters, and it has the Colonel Brandon and Marianne characters. It takes place in Texas. Um, Colonel Brandon... Oh man, I don't remember what his, I should have looked that up. I don't remember what his like profession is in the book, but Marianne, I'm pretty sure is like a music student, like at, a, at college. Um, so that's a great, that whole series is great. That's a really good series of Austin adaptations. But so if you are interested in an older man, younger woman love story that is told well. You say Reason and Romance? Reason and Romance. Deborah White Smith. Deborah White Smith. Um, let me see if I can. Um, sense of Sensibility. It's,
0: it's not. Um, it it doesn't talk about specific. But the
1: yeah, I should have looked yeah. it up. I own that's it, weird. and I didn't do that. But anyway, so that that's a good Sense of Sensibility retelling, or you could just read Sense Sensibility. Either one, or watch the nineteen ninety five Emma Thompson, Alan Rickman adaptation. That's wonderful too. Absolutely. And then the last. <laughs> this was kind of a a pivot, for me. I haven't actually read either of these books, but I asked my husband, Ben, guest of the pod. For some recommendations. They talked about North Korea a couple of times. um, And, right, they did. Mm -hmm, And that, it's a real place, as we all know. And there's a lot of (laughs) terrible things that go on in North Korea. Um, So I actually asked my husband, Ben. He is, uh, he reads a lot of nonfiction, and he's very... uh, up to date on current events so he'll read like if if things are in the news a lot he usually knows about them all i'm not i tend to be a little bit of a like a hermit hobbit situation and like close to myself away from bad news but anyways point in that is he's read several accounts of people who have escaped from north korea and i was like are there any that i could recommend on the podcast and he said i'll give you the name of a couple but tell your listeners literally every trigger warning in the book that you could possibly have a trigger warning for applies to these books. So sure. I will give you the titles yeah. and um, know yourself. Be cautious going in because these people experience terrible things. Yes. You read the book. But these are real people who have escaped from North Korea. Um, the first one is called Escape from Camp 14. Escape from Camp 14 by Blaine Hardin. Okay. Um, that is a. Uh, Blaine Hardin was born in a prison camp. His parents uh, were both imprisoned and he was born in the prison camp oh, so that wow. Ben said that was a really interesting perspective mm-hmm. um, and then the other one Yunmi Park who people have probably I feel like yes. her name is pretty um, prevalent um, in order to live by Yunmi Park um, Ben said was really um, mm. powerful so <clears throat> that is not really relating to the story at all but they did mention North Korea yes. several yes. times so I thought that would be kind of an interesting thing to recommend and Ben said that both of those were not really good, but like well written, in- well written, interesting stories about these people who lived these traumatic things, and escaped. And wow, wow, there you go. So. Yeah.
0: Before you mention that, uh, I, I had this thought when you were talking about reason and romance is it would be fun if next year for a season three of the podcast, we do an episode yes. where we choose a book and then based on that
1: book, you make a recommendation. And then oh. based on that book, you make <gasps> another recommendation. We just based keep on that reading. So we're reading the books that I'm recommending. Is what is that what you're talking about? Yeah. But ba- just, oh, it's but just like, recommending based off of rec- it's just a recommendation episode.
0: Yeah. What no, are you saying?
1: No. Okay. So like, you know how
0: you, <laughs> so you know how in your recommended reads mm-hmm. section, now, mm-hmm. you talk about if you like this about the book, if you like mm-hmm. that about the book, mm-hmm. so you could basically, we, we will read a book right. as a podcast crew. Mm-hmm. who. And then you would say, hey, if you like this about the book, we should read this one. If you like this about... And then we'll vote, read one of those. And then based on that book, she'll say, hey, and I think we could do a whole theme that's really based on... Because Morgan's love of recommendations. I think that'd be so fun. They're they're amazing. I love that. I know. It'd be so fun. Because I love the way that your mind works with, like the details of certain <laughs> books and, like, picking up on them. So really, really fun. I think yeah, that would be a great theme for, That would for, be uh, super fun. For, I would um, love that. Of season Next three. season, yeah. Next season. Started. Love it. Mainly because we already have season two already mapped out. <laughs> 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 Otherwise, it's I would say, let's do it We're I know. We are. I love it. I love it. Okay, here we go. Odette's Relevant Research. Yep. This, so this is me, Odette, and here's my relevant research. So, big shock. But guess what I research on? Sonar and submarines. No.
1: Oh. Mainly because... We're not shocked, though, because <laughs> that was the entirety of yes. this mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. So,
0: I also did some research on if you want to be a submarine yourself, like what that would entail. Okay. Ah, so that's interesting. Okay. Um, first thing I want to talk about is sonar. So, did you ever wonder yourself, who discovered sonar?
1: I, I'd never wondered that, but... Now you do. Now I'm curious. Okay. Sure.
0: So, <clears throat> the Edison of the ocean. Ah. Robert W. Boyle is the inventor that history forgot. The Canadian physics professor was responsible for opening up the ocean to the military and the scientists around the world with what was revolutionary technology at the time, sonar. Few remember him. Hmm. Um, Boyd was teaching physics at the University of Alberta during the First World War. His colleague, Sir Ernest Rutherford, was in England at the time trying to develop technology to detect German submarines. Scientists were rushing to build machines that sometimes use sound to see the ocean. French inventor Paul Lev- Levanger um, yeah. is widely cre- credited as the inventor of sonar, <laughs> According to All Things True by Rod McLeod, Lavani had the theory of life. So. Do you want me to look? Oh my gosh. Uh, Longevin? Longevin? Ah. Okay. Um, had in, had the, the theory behind sonar in 1916 but his machine was too bulky and was never used on ships then in 1917 Boyle created the first working sonar he changed the material the inner device to quartz making it more compact with clearer quality this was the first sonar to be mounted on a warship on a warship hmm fascinating
1: Wait, what year was this? 1917.
0: 1917. Oh. During the First World War. Okay, sure, if that makes sense. So basically, he they were all trying to figure out how to do this, and then he heard about another dimension that basically reinvented it himself for it to actually be in use on warships.
1: Huh. Interesting. Did you ever think to yourself, what does SONAR stand for? I didn't know I'm, it was an acronym. I, it's sort of like SCUBA. Like You don't know that SCUBA is oh. an acronym and, and, until you find out that it's an acronym. I never knew right. SONAR was an acronym. So it's, it's more short for
0: something. I was today years old. Yes, yeah. today years old. Short for sound, navigation, and ranging. Okay. Okay. So it's not quite the same thing as like a full, accident, sure. like SCUBA. So like right. Cool. SCUBA. What does SCUBA stand for? Oh, that's a great question. What does SCUBA mean? Self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. apparatus. There it is. <laughs> um, okay. So did you ever think to yourself, what does sonar sound like? Did you ever think that? I actually have thought that. Yes, that one I had thought of. Before this book or just because of this book? Just in general. Okay, here we go. Now, it's going to be with some weird sounds. So prepare yourself, listeners. Prepare yourselves. Prepare yourselves. So this is Navy low-frequency active sonar and a whale sound.
1: So the sonar is happening at the same time as a whale sound? Yeah, because they can't control... The ocean sure. sounds. Oh, yeah.
0: So it's like, and really the way that, that sonar works is basically like it uses wave or sound patterns to be able to understand the sound waves mm-hmm. to how close you are to something as well as what other sounds are happening. Yes. So someone who knows sonar can listen and say, oh, that's a whale, that's a school of fish, that's this or
1: that. Or the other thing." How close were they to the whale on that one? It doesn't like say it was from seven years the... ago. Oh. It's just a YouTube
0: It's just a YouTube video.
1: (laughs) Okay. I don't know how far away the wheels were. (laughs) I won't play the whole two minutes and 47 seconds. Oh, golly, thank you. You know what? (laughs) Um, We appreciate that. Okay, so here's the (laughs) thing.
0: Also, I've always thought, I don't know that this is factual, but that some of the things like sonar, for instance, wasn't developed because animals use sonar and echolocation, which is very similar to sonar. Oh. And they were designed that way. Like bats, dolphins, shrews. Shrews. Shrews? Usaco location. Yeah, Take they're the small table.
1: mole-like. And, oh, I know what a shrew is. And they they, they don't the ground right. They don't have eyes, right? So it's they use also voles. A, I thought that was a vole. It's also a derogatory term yes. for a woman in Elizabethan England. Wow. Good one. A shrew. And sometimes modern day. Yeah. yeah. It's it's antiquated. <laughs> sure. it's, it's antiquated. I was like, most times you won't hurl that insult to someone, but true.
0: <laughs> 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 um, whales. <laughs> a sperm whale um and obviously bats i think i mentioned bats so yes. yeah really mm-hmm. so anyways i didn't do a ton of research on those but just thought it was but sonar
1: is connected to echolocation is well, that it's what very you're saying similar it's to similar, similar. Okay.
0: so i always thought i didn't do research on this, but i always thought that <clears throat> scientists have for centuries if an animal does something in its natural abilities mm-hmm. that could benefit humans sure. i feel like at times it's like well how does a bat see mm-hmm. echolocation adult like certain mm-hmm. creatures okay. that gotcha. can't see or like they use certain things like i've always thought was their inspiration that that was like, hey what? we study these mm-hmm. animals we know how they do what would that look like but typically on- it's yeah. the other
1: way around yes where technology discovers something and then because we our technology is advancing we find out that animals have been doing that for <laughs> were either way in inherent design yes. Yes. Where they're just automatically doing this, and yes. then we're like, "Huh," we're really stumped by yeah. how how mm-hmm. intricate is this? Yeah. We we've just discovered this yes. within the last several years. Yeah. yeah, they've been doing it for millennia.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's very an interesting point because it could go either way. That like exactly, it's mm-hmm. either that uh, someone by would studying
1: them, something they could find out, or goals.
0: by discovering by inventing Technology something beyond. they could. Yeah, mm-hmm. really really fascinating. Um, so, a couple more things I'm going to talk about. One is three sonar. What? Well, Whoa! Three nar. <laughs> sonar <laughs> has three main categories. Okay. Searchlight sonar, which is PPI sonar, sector scan sonar, and scanning sonar. Okay.
1: I'm not. So, Searchlight, specter, and scanning. Second huh? <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> no, second is secretary of navy. Oh, sorry. Very Got naked. it. Anyways, because <laughs> sonar is also used by like ves- shipping v- vessels to basically map out the oceans oh, wow. right okay. and also like to be able to understand hey how deep is the ocean what does it look like underneath or looking for wreckage there's a lot of ways that 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 they use sonar so super interesting i feel like i should have hmm. reached you out mean, like,
1: to use sonar to like find a shipwreck yeah absolutely Whoa. Yeah. that's how they do it mm-hmm. right because yeah. if they're Whoa. searching in a general location yeah, like, yeah, sure. look, they can detect some if there's pictures objects. So, like, you, you can see there.
0: so they use different sonar mm-hmm. It's how at they different times, yep. Mm-hmm. So,
1: oh, yeah. So they
0: use it cool. kind of based on what it is, and then basically they, and then, then so this is the scanning. So, so, so it depends on oh. kind of what they're looking for. If exactly. it's like a wider range or a shorter range, a lot gotcha. of times they'll also have, according to the research I did, they'll have like the ship that has sonar, and then half the time they have like a basically a sonar machine that will tow behind it that can also oh. read certain parts of it or take black and white photos to That's be able cool. to, in like create a, a, a holistic picture. A lot of hmm. the ocean mapping
1: they've done has actually been through sonar. Oh. Yeah, like that's that why it makes you sense, know, I like, guess. Stuff like the Mariana's Trench yeah, and like yes. the way mm-hmm. the ocean floor looks yes, is all exactly from solar. because
0: yes, we okay. have submarines, but like that's not necessarily they can't go
1: down that far. They, right. they can't go down that far and
0: also like they they wouldn't even it know ends. what depth it it, it was. Um, 20, so, thousand okay. 20,000 leagues under the sea? Wow. All right. Jules Verne. Um, let's see. What else do I got for you ladies? Um, would you like to know um, requirements um for,
1: yes, please. Uh,
0: okay, so yes. obviously, we know what you're talking about and yes, <laughs> obviously to, to to work on a navy submarine in the United States.
1: Do you have, you have to be in have, the navy? Yes, in the navy, you can sail the seven um, seas in the navy.
0: Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> we wow. are all too old to enlist in the navy as of now. Wow, too
1: old to enlist in the navy? How dare you! I'm 28. Well, I mean, it I'm says too old right to here, the
0: men 17 to 19 and women 17 to 19. There's physical requirements, but it doesn't list any. 17 to 19. I mean, maybe if like you went to college, maybe you could enter at like a that's higher rank. That's the only was...
1: age that you can enlist. That Whoa. doesn't mean you. You so you uh, can probably stay in the navy for a long. Oh, long, oh but, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the enlistment age. Can you imagine if that's everyone crazy. in the navy was? 17 years <laughs> old no, no no enlist <laughs> that's, that's actually okay. yeah literally you need past,
0: okay, and, okay. and maybe it is I bet there are ways that if you have certain backgrounds or things and you wanted to join the military at certain places I don't want to say that if someone on the podcast listening I've done a ton of research has a dream to join the military I'm not trying to dissuade that you just probably need to look into it because it does seem that they want people younger to enlist and then you can have a, a career, career in the military. In yes. military yes Yes. Naval exactly. career. yes. Um, okay, so for men, 17, 19, you have to do 50 sit-ups in two minutes, 42 push-ups in two minutes, and a
1: 1.5-mile run in 12 minutes and 30 seconds. You have to do 50 sit-ups in two minutes? Yep. I'm like, if I do, I do 10 five. sit-ups in two minutes, I'm like, I would rather push another baby out of my body than do this again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the, so women's requirements are a little different, so I'm glad oh, you brought oh, that up. Oh, okay. wow. So 20. women... Do you have to push a baby out of their body? 19. I've done that three times. Well,
0: I mean, that, it, it doesn't say that that's required to join the military, oh, but... Yeah, <laughs> it could get you bonus points. <laughs> <I don't laughs> maybe know. factor
1: in. Um, okay, so women
0: 17-19, 50 sit-ups in 2 minutes. 19, that's the same. 19 push-ups, so it's instead of 42, oh. it's 19 push-ups in that's 2 minutes.
1: That's a lot less. And
0: you get one... Uh, you, you, you can run 1.5 miles in 15 minutes and 30 seconds. You get 3 extra minutes.
1: 3.5 extra minutes?
0: No, because it's 12 minutes, seconds, oh, okay, minutes and 30 seconds.
1: Oh, okay. 15 minutes and 30 seconds. I actually think the mild thing I think I could do... For sure. Um the push ups never in this lifetime. I couldn't I could not do nineteen push-ups in no, absolutely not. I might I, three. I might be able to do nineteen push ups throughout a day. Right. Yeah, yeah sure. If I, I had if I had twenty four hours Pace myself. I think I could do
0: I think <laughs> like if I woke up, did a couple. Although I'm my coffee. <laughs> I would be able to do I could see myself doing 19 push ups before I could do 50 sit ups one time I did so many sit ups that I my, I woke up in the middle of the night screaming because my stomach hurt like that and my mother was like you're never working out with your friend again if I told you a friend you would not be surprised at all because she's pretty oh, hardcore I already know <laughs>
1: because I've heard this story um, okay
0: so the other thing is it, it should be noted that health requirements are pretty strict to oh, get okay. into the Military, sure. and you what have to have requirements? your BMI has to be so basically your height And your weight has to be within healthy BMI standards in order for you to be um, um, in the Navy in general. Yes. Okay, sure. Okay, so if you're thinking to yourself, okay, so how do I, though, specifically become a submarine officer? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I really want to know that. Yes. Also, there's a cool video, so go to the website, Navy.com. We'll link (laughs) it. we could link it we'll um, link it it shows you what it's like on the
1: <laughs> maybe not com <call> people
0: <laughs> backslash careers backslash submarine officer okay, okay. um so basically in order to go on the, the submarines you basically have to go through basic training and then you can basically talk to your training officer and tell them that that's the path you want to take and okay. then depending on kind of If you want to be an officer, versus if you just want to like be kind of the low man on the totem pole or the low woman on the totem pole, so so to speak, there's not. But to be an officer specifically, you have to graduate college, Mm -hmm. and then you have to um, the formal training process of becoming an officer in the Navy Nuclear Propulsion Program is officially underway. For those going submarine um, officer route, the first step is the Officer Candidate School, um, which is OCS in Newport, Rhode Island. It is a program that provides a comprehensive and intense introduction to the responsibilities of Navy officers over the course of approximately three months. Then you are commissioned and you can receive advanced training that is the core of the Navy propulsion or the Navy nuclear propulsion starting at the Naval Nuclear Power School in Charleston, South Carolina. This is a 24-week graduate level course of intensive study that covers a variety of science and technology-based subjects from calculus to thermodynamics to electrical engineering, reactor dynamics and it provides the the foundational knowledge necessary for the theoretical understanding of nuclear propulsion which involves submarines
1: interesting Mm -hmm. that sounds like a lot of stuff that i would be really really also
0: i feel like this is the kind of thing where i'm like if my brain was wired differently i would want to be have a career in science not specifically in submarines but like if my if i had a science brain i would want to be someone who was like advanced science all the way but like I barely pass chemistry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I feel that. I think science is, to me, like, science is very interesting, mm-hmm. but once I get past a certain level, I have no, like, I can't understand it, anything. It
0: feels before. like it's something that I cannot wrap my head around. Yeah, I can't grasp No matter that. how hard I try. And so it's mm-hmm. like, I know my strengths, and I know my weaknesses, yeah, exactly. and that's, that's, I that's love that. what I do, and I'm not a scientist, but <laughs> I have a great job. So, anyways, that's my, uh... That's my research. Lots of fun things there. Lots of fun things.
1: All right. Very relevant. Here we go. The swoon scale. The swoon scale. The swoon scale.
0: Alrighty. So we have a fun swoon scale. We have a great swoon scale. Let's talk about what our swoon scale in general is,
1: in case this is a listener's first episode. Okay. (laughs) The rough rough seas for a first episode. Rough seas for a first (laughs) episode? That was so good. That That was was really good. Um, Okay. So our swoon scale is, we rate the swooniness of the book and or the characters on a scale from zero to Colin Firth in a wet shirt. Mm -hmm. From the 1995 Pride and Prejudice classic. Yes. Correct. Um, That is correct. If you know, you know so we have uh we and we do we do this by theme so you would think oh we're we're using pride and prejudice as a scale we're not we're typically not. we're not doing that we've done exactly. that one
0: time and it's really fun i'm sure we'll do it again yeah like typically it's our we podcast, pick a we different really
1: type of category that we do right. scale. fits
0: the scale of the novel
1: but colin firth in a wet shirt is always an option in the swoon scale
0: so sure it's it's like sound right in if you category. thought this book was so swoony, you could literally say this book was as swoony as Colin Firth and a wet shirt. Exactly,
1: you could say that um, in any category, but mm-hmm. today's category specifically, we're Is going with the nautical swooniest boats. Mm-hmm. Swooniest boats. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. Morgan's suggestion was cereal,
0: and mine was boats, so we voted to go with boats.
1: <laughs> okay, it's so really we are, we're going to go with boats. Okay.
0: Smoonee's boats. And, and, what do you think re- represents the, the swoony of factor the book. of the boat? Right, Correct. and we
1: need appropriate um, explanation to support your theory of said boat. Morgan, would you like Correct. to go first? Sure, I will go first. Uh, my boat choice was a canoe. Okay, here's why. Okay, you look at a canoe and you think, this Looks like a terrible experience. It is like a metal tube. And there's paddles. What kind of work am I supposed to put into this? This looks awful. Okay? And then you get in. And depending on who you're rowing with, it might be like, okay. You hit a stride. You're like, all right. Okay, this isn't terrible. We're just around the river bend over here.
0: Paddling our canoe.
1: This is great. And then all of the sudden... The person that you're in the canoe with falls asleep. I don't know what they did. But you're in, you've are in you wedged the front of your canoe into an embankment. Okay? <laughs> and you're trapped in some reeds. Good Lord. And you're like trying to get out of the reeds. But they've captured your boat. They've captured it like a net <laughs> and you can't get out of the reeds and your and co-captain then, fell and asleep a pe- i don't know what they did. who totally knows day. a baby jumped it's over the floor like why, why in the, the store exactly <laughs> why weren't they doing their freaking part did you though? say something of, yeah. co- of course we tried to wake them <laughs> up. Of course I said something. They weren't actually asleep. I don't know what happened. All I know is that all of a sudden the canoe's We're in the bank, <laughs> you're in the reeds, it's captured you. And then you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Okay, well, I've got to get out. Abandon ship, somebody right? Save when, me. Somebody save me. You get out and then you realize you're in a filthy disgusting river lake whatever I don't Freak. remember what the body of water was who knows and then you're in it and you're like this is also terrible because now my clothing is soaking wet and my hair is gross who knows if there's leeches on me I don't know Probably and, check. and then you want to cry because your parents made you come on this stupid leadership retreat and you had to, <laughs> and you had to go on a canoe with someone that you didn't even like that much and you didn't want to go on a canoe in the first place
0: <clears throat> what did the per- the co-captain do during this whole situation
1: like I don't sleeping. know. They were chill with it. Who, who knows? I don't know. I don't even know. The point is, I hated it. <laughs> and that was what this book was like for me. What? That was the swoon factor of this book. Wow, that's pretty... There's I would say there's no swoon. So would you say like zero? Or zero is No, because, then, because a there's a moment where you're like, oh, I'm one with nature. Sure. The river. It feels like it's gonna go. It's like somewhere. okay, this could be good. Like I could just be. I the could river be bed. nature woman of the universe. Morgan's got this nature thing down. Oh, and also to top it all off, when you get home the next day, that night, pardon me, that night when you get home that night, you're sunburned so badly that you're blistering. <laughs> oh <no. laughs> So you got trapped in a metal tube. Against your will. <laughs> you thought it was going to be fun for a hot second, and then it wasn't. You got trapped in reeds. You got <laughs> trapped in reeds because your co-captain wasn't good. <laughs> your co-captain wasn't good. Actually, I do remember who my co-captain was, and I'm not going to say their name, because they, may, may, not, they may or may not listen to this. They may or may not listen to this? That's and fun. then I had to get wet in a gross body of water that I didn't want to, mm. and I'm blistering sunburn. I don't like nature, and I don't really like leadership retreats. The more, <laughs> that's <more laughs> a fully, fully indoor <laughs> leadership retreat. There you go. I don't Fully indoor with chairs and complimentary towels. And breakfast. Okay. <laughs> that's my, my so Swoon scale. <laughs> I will go next. I love that swim scale. Actually, I feel like that's incredibly accurate to this book. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, my swoon scale is a, um, a dinghy. Okay. <laughs> so a dinghy is just really a description of any kind of like small flat bottom boat is called a dinghy. Sure. Um, Maybe it's called a skiff. No, that's something else. It's a dinky. okay? Mm-hmm. It's a smaller What boat is, a is it called again? A dinghy. A dinghy. <laughs> it's a type of small boat often carried towed by a larger larger vessel. Okay, there you go. So, in my opinion, when I think of a dinghy, <laughs> oh my gosh, my boy. <laughs> together. I, I think she's um, saying it so <laughs> weird. I'm purposefully saying it to another How word. are you supposed to say it? I don't know. Uh, I just I talked. always said dingy Dinghy? Yeah, she's saying it dinky. <laughs> like, there's like phlegm in there. Dinky. I'm saying it that way on purpose because it's getting um, Morgan's hackles. <laughs> okay, I like that. It's Hilarious to me. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So I chose this because when you think of this kind of boat, it's, like, small. There's probably holes in the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody's in this boat, it's, like, some sort of weird person who probably is European. And like a weird res- European person. <laughs> weird, like, you're probably somewhere in Europe. Sure. And they're like, let's go. Did you want to have, like, a... Cultural experience where you get to catch your <laughs> That's own what fish. He's like a dinghy where you is. get to listen to my swoon scale. <laughs> where you get to catch your own fish, and they're like, "Come into this boat, and we'll catch our own fish." But it's like probably leaking, and this person is like, from somewhere in northern Scotland, and you can't understand anything they're saying because their accent is so thick, and they take you out to. Or are they good looking though? No, they're like really old. Oh. Like it's a really old okay. man. Okay. Oh, do you know what this reminded me of? Did you ever watch that really
0: weird old YouTube video from like 15 years ago called <laughs> Old Greg? <laughs> it's this weird guy in his boat and he has this
1: really thick accent and he like drinks yes. scotch out of a ship yes. we have. Up, <laughs> this is dinghy. Old Greg has a dinghy. Oh my old God. Greg has a, a dinghy. Sh- That's exactly the vibe we're going for. <laughs> okay, so you're in old Greg's dinghy. And he's thinking not to catch fish because you had to sign up for the Airbnb cultural experience or whatever. And now you're there and you're so seasick because the dinghy's going on the bottom. <laughs> and old Greg's just talking to you like it's totally normal. Drinking scotch out and of you're a shoe. shoe. You're An just throwing shoe. up. You're just throwing up because you're so seasick. Wow. <laughs> That's what this book is like you know. <laughs> Trauma. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so like I had
1: to get into it. It was like oh getting into God. a boat that I but had no right. idea what was happening because mm. all the information. Oh and then I was just—it was so the ride was so rough. I was just being tossed about. I had no idea oh which direction gosh. we were going. Were we gonna get the fish? I don't know if we're gonna get the fish. Are they even gonna? I'm I even gonna like the fish when we get them. I don't know. <laughs> Do I even want to trust these fish? Exactly. That was. And me. so is the swoon factor, like, oh, at least I'm in Scotland, I guess. Yeah, at least it. I have a nice view when I can see it. Sure, when I'm not being tossed about, by when the I'm waves. not puking over over the side. Exactly. Okay, fair enough. Go for it, Odette. <laughs> okay, well, I feel like I don't
0: know how to end this, but um, so the boat I chose. So I'm gonna be honest. I get fairly seasick. Um, just even on rides that are water related in um amusement parks. Oh so man. I don't boat really. Rides? Yeah. So. I've been on dinner cruises that I didn't get sick on, but like okay. I'm just saying in general I'm not, but I may have taken I think I took medication before I went on last summer. Smart, but anyways. Smart. Um I did some research on types of boats. And a boat that the name immediately stuck out to me as to why, and now I need a scenario, so don't you worry, I'll create one. <laughs> um so it's called a runabout. Uh, so a runabout is any small motor boat holding between four and eight people well suited moving about on the water. Characteristically, between 20 feet and 35 feet in length, runabouts are used for pleasure activities like boating, fishing, water skiing, or in potentially racing. So here's the thing. Okay. I feel like this book felt like a little bit of a runabout for me. And oh, what I mean by that 100% is... 100 agree. That here's this boat. Like, my mm-hmm. expectation, because if you look at the picture, it looks like the kind of boats that you would see in the... Um, like, uh, oh, the, the, it looks nice. Yes. Yeah. It looks like a boat you would see in like, um, a ch- like a channel in, in Europe mm-hmm. or like on a fancy lake somewhere mm-hmm. where it's like, so it's like a sure. wooden boat. Yeah. You're going to have yeah. a nice comfortable Here's ride. Thing. I feel like this was something where I got on and I was like, Hmm, this could actually be fun. I'm going to conquer my distaste and my, I prefer to be on dry land than in water. Just like mm-hmm. I prefer to be on land than in space. You know, that's kind sure. of my um, sure. yeah. mantra for things. Anyways, and so I feel like with this, I think that this book was something I was, like, really excited. I'm a really, really big D. Henderson fan, and I have been for probably, oh my goodness, I started reading her when I was maybe 11 or 12, <laughs> so really early yeah. on. And I probably, some of the books I read were probably a little bit, but I think some of the things went over my head. But all I to say is I've been a lifelong fan of hers. So I went into this book thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be so good. I was really excited. Yes. Um, and then I realized the water was kind of tumultuous. And now there's two guys, one who I actually like, but one who's making moves that I don't want. But also, I don't know how I can refuse him because there's something safe about him. But also, why do I think there's something safe about him <laughs> and not about the younger guy? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Who actually yes. is just as equally good of a captain and also a little better looking. Also has a lot more life ahead of him because he's not 11 years older. There you go. All good reasons. So yeah. my thing is, is that there was moments where I thought it was going to be Spoonier. And I did tell the girls that I have this faint memory of, because I have a couple of friends that we would read D. Henderson books, new ones, and they came out and I have a, a memory of us reading this book and being like, not, not her best work. Um, and I think that that part of it could have been that I may not have finished it because genuinely during the book, I was like, I'm pretty sure since Mark Bishop is on the back cover and Daniel is not, this is Mark's story and Gina,
1: but I like was rooting for Daniel. Oh, yeah. And yeah, you were the, all, a big chunk yes, of the for book. for sure. <laughs> well, and the then Daniel.
0: part of it was like you were, I don't know, there was just a lot of confusion yes. and I feel like too... I feel like this was, I was expecting this to be a gentle boat ride. This is, oh my God, I literally just realized what exactly, so this is a different oh. type of boat, but adjacent to it. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. so when I, I was adjacent. 18, I went to Disney World with my um, high school choir. Okay. We performed in Disney. Wow. And it was a miserable bus ride, because it was literally 24 hours in a in a charter bus. Yikes. Anyways, when we get down there, we're in Disney World after we performed, and I get very sick on rides. I had gone on, I had in the ha- haunted mansion and almost passed out, so it's like, because even an 18-year-old yeah. could not, like, hang, or I think I was still 17 this time. Anyways. So we go and to, to get into this one ride, and it was in Epcot. So it's like you go around the, the world. And uh-huh. so the woman says to me, because I asked her, what kind of ride is She said, it is a gentle family boat ride, okay? I'm like, okay. Way, Little oh. did I know it was a Viking ride, and that thing was Teka tumultuous. And I got on there and I was like, gentle boat ride my butt. That thing was oh, rocking and rolling. I felt like oh I was no. on a ride that would not stop and I literally got wet and it was just like terrible and it was just like, whoosh, <laughs> <laughs> whoosh, and, really, and so I feel like here's the oh thing. No. I went, I went oh on the boat God. with innocent wonder and excitement. Yes. And then I was disappointed and then I got off and I was like,
1: I don't think I would do that again. I would not. But indulge. also I'm like, I kind of would not recommend <laughs> I kind of wish that that
0: that this boat ride had gone differently because I had sure. high expectations right, and sure. so I think just that disappointed just disappointed um yeah so that's kind of my spoon scale I didn't really think it was spoony there was moments moments between more Daniel and Gina than yes. Mark and Gina um I do think there is some like sweet things but I yeah I feel like we need to get into the next section and talk about the problems that we had. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. But, Good one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Remember how we were like, oh, it's not going to be a full episode. You said totally the summary is. wasn't going to take. One. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, but to, we to did be take fair. Take Also, because we have a lot of thoughts and we're not done yet, so brace that's your Sure.
0: That's right. Um,
1: uh, okay. So, do you want to segue right into what you have to say, or you want some? Are you talking about highs and lows? Well, don't do talk factor? about God factor oh, first, yeah. and then
0: highs and lows. Yes. yes. Go yes. ahead. Okay. So for me, I feel like this was typical D. Henderson in the way that she, in her books, and surprisingly, there was no one in this book that was really finding God for the first time. Like, everyone was already saved. I feel like it's a very traditional D. Henderson book that one person in the love interest situation is a Christian and the other one's not, Uh, or one's new, kind of like Dave and Kate, you know, kind of thing, where it's like, and part of that is, you go on this excuse me, character journey of finding God kind of with them. And that can be very interesting. This book, I felt like, tried to tackle some really big questions as to, like, why is there bad things happen in the world? Why, how do you feel as this commander being able to basically, on a command by the president, control the destiny of, you know. How
1: do you with that moral? Exactly.
0: And so I felt like this book, and I think, to be honest, I think that because there was so much detail that when it got to the God part on the page, it felt like it was less noticeable Mm -hmm. than I think other books are. And I will say, too, some of the things that especially mark the way that he prayed when he decided he wanted to marry Gina and she was not wanting to marry him it seemed to be that he was basically praying and trying to get God to sway her. And I feel like that was a little bit odd to me. And so I think the God factor to me, I do think there was little moments, like little gems of like sentences or things. Yeah. I can't think of anything. But I would be like, okay, like in some interesting perspectives on yeah. people who, who, who had been through some tragedies and things in life and had have a very tough career. Like that's absolutely something that, you you know, it's having a job, but that is not for the pain of heart. But I don't really think there was a God factor or a God moment that stood out for me because it felt more like, it was the whipped cream on top of a sundae that I was like, eh, I could have had it without the whipped cream, you know. And so for me, right. if you would have yeah. taken the, those, the God factor out, other than like God was the center of their relationship and they prayed together and stuff. But it would be like, they would talk about like, you know, reading the Bible or devotions, but it just felt a little bit disingenuous. And I don't yeah. think that was D's intentional, but I think because it was so, this book was so chunky, as we said in our group text, I think that that distracted from the genuineness of like some of the, cause there would be chapters where Gina and and Mark would be talking the entire chapter about a God thing or about work or about something that that could really be a pivotal moment Mm -hmm. in kind of a character's development or in, but I, I don't really think, anyway, so I don't really think there was a huge God factor for me, but I know there was God moments in here, because that's how D writes, and I read them, but, like, none of them stuck out to me as something that was memorable of them.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. Mm. If you would have taken those, like, moments away, those, like, conversations between the two of them, like, the snippets of, like, prayers mm-hmm. um, that were included, if you were to take those away, like, the book would have been the exact same. Yeah. 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 I mean, (laughs) I am i don't have anything else to add. That's basically, I feel the same way. Yeah. Okay. Well then, if that's the case. Yes.
0: Let's talk about highs and lows. Highs and lows. Um, I will say, I'll start with highs and then, because I have a lot of thoughts on lows. Maybe we do highs first and then lows. I'm good with that. Um, So a high for me was definitely the amount of research done because while I thought it was a lot of detail. I do respect an author who does her research and you can go into the book knowing nothing about submarines, nothing about the Navy, and there's enough detail that if you want that information it is there. Mm-hmm. So for right. me that's actually a highlight mm-hmm. of an, an, an author being able to understand that and I do do sure. so appreciate an, an, an author who is a, is well researched. Yes. I also thought that another uh, high for me is I think that Gina, or er, Gina, well I mean she was in the book, but Dee does a really good job in this book of friendships between, like, um, guys. And I know that there was the weird kind of dynamic between Daniel and um, uh, Mark, of course. But, like, sure. I think she does a good job in general in her books of uh, writing friendships and relationships. Mm-hmm. And she does the really good, like, the found family concept. I feel like mm-hmm. she does really well in her mm-hmm. books. Yeah. And that came out um, in various ways um, in this book, so I do think that that component I, I did also enjoy because um, even like the dynamic between like Jeff and Mark and that like reli- like you could tell they were more, like brothers versus just kind of friends, and th- I do think that that's a military component for sure. I sure. would imagine, yeah, but I just think in general, you know, that's kind of something D. Henderson usually does really well that the yeah. found family concept. So to me, that was definitely um, two highlights um, that.
1: I enjoyed. Nice. Um, So a high for me was, um, because as we've said before, I disliked the romance so much in The Negotiator, um, that a high for me was that there were elements of this romance story, especially in the beginning, even between Mark and Gina. I agree that the more swoonier moments were between Gina and Daniel. Mm -hmm. Um, But between Mark and Gina, like the... The beginnings of their romance and kind of the first part of it developing, I actually really enjoyed. I was intrigued by it. Um, I liked kind of watching that play out up until a certain point, And then for me, it fell flat. Um, but that was actually probably the highest point of the book was that first little portion of their kind of romance story Love developing. Story, yeah. mm-hmm. So that was, that was a high for me. Um, I think, um, I had to really think about my high for this book because <laughs> I, I really did not like this book. Um, There was, like, this one conversation that Mark and Gina had where Mark was talking about his first wife and, like, kind of discussing some, like, relationship things and, like, marriage things that he and his wife had, like, worked through, like, in positively, not in, like, a negative way, but, like, in a positive way and, like, some things like, hey, like, this is what I learned and, like, This is the kind of thing that you do when you're in a marriage relationship with somebody and, like, the kind of sacrifices Mm -hmm. you make and and the way you, like, shift your life for this person and they shift their life for you Mm -hmm. and you're, like, working as a partner. And I was, like, listen, I audio-booked this. (laughs) And I was listening to that, like, huh, that's actually great marriage advice. Mm -hmm. Nice, Mark. Good one. That
0: was about the only thing. <laughs> <else>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we ready to talk
1: about problems? Yes. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> um,
0: okay, so one of the problems I had, and I, I wonder too if this is the difference of reading this book now than when I was, I mean, in 2014, I would have been 24, but um, depending on what point of the year I read it. But regardless, um, I feel like this book hit on a lot of cliches from a perspective of female characters who are, who are Christians or female women women, <laughs> women gotcha. who are in their, their real life, if they grow up in the church, they in their nonfiction world, you feel a lot of pressure to, um, and you have to work through it, I think, as an adult, but you feel a lot of pressure to know pretty quickly if you're going to marry someone mm-hmm. once you start dating, like. to have your list, to also want marriage more than anything else in your life, yep. and to also... Um, be open pretty much at any time and be willing to like well if the guy knows what he wants like that's okay like you know and and I think that for me I felt like there was some toxic things because I personally think she sh- could have chosen Daniel and that yeah. would have been a better move but I do understand also that Mark fell for but like I did I thought he was pretty aggressive in the way that he went after her because and there was a part of it where it felt a little bit off to me just because they talked about her being like young and innocent and she was 29 so mm-hmm. she was you know, almost 30. Not that young, not
1: that innocent. But
0: because I think, and I think she has like six PhDs and Madeline and I were talking before the podcast, like that's so many, to, to be so young and naive that like, you know, whatever. Right. Um, but and it did
1: say she went to college first when she was, like, 14, 14, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so
0: she, was, she was, like, a legitimate genius. Sure. genius. But I think mm-hmm. that, that for me, it felt more that Mark was more controlling than mm. I think. Like, it wasn't sweet and romantic to me. It wasn't like, oh, my God, this is. It it felt very much like he made up his mind, mm. and she just had to come along for the ride. Oh, and yeah. And I really dislike that because I'm not saying that as a woman you don't want a man who's decisive. That's a different thing entirely. This was sure. controlling yeah. and almost narcissistic because it was like I want, I want to be husband again. I want you to be my wife. Yeah. I love and you. You come is, around. Yeah. yeah, and like I'm gonna propose to you <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> and like, but also then. So, I feel like that part for me was very odd, and I mm-hmm. did not think that it was a sweet romance. And then, like, the way things ended with Daniel were, were weird, because, like, it basically was, like, one chapter. She was like, no, Mark, I'll give you, I'll think about it for three months. But then she, like, comes back basically in the next chapter, or two chapters later, breaks up with Daniel. And you're like, wait, but where are the timeline go? I've been thinking about this for months. And so, there was a part of it that felt, yeah. like, very much, um, like, it, th- and there wasn't any drama. Like, there was no, like, ooh, there was no, you know. Yeah. And... And I do think that, I will say, the one thing that I think this book did well in the romance was the concept that I've heard. I have not experienced this myself, but, like, not everyone has this lightning bolt moment where all of a Mm -hmm. sudden they fall in love. Some people it's a quiet moment, some people it's just, you're living your life and this person is fitting so well with with your life and you're comfortable and you're safe and all these things, and then you love them in that way versus it being something that, like, sweep you off your feet and Mm -hmm. knock you down. I'm not saying one way is better than the other. I'm saying her experience was absolutely... The, the former. The, yeah, where it was like she just <clears throat> was with him, dating yes. him, and then one day just told him that she loved him, and then two days later they were married. So um, I think that it's the... I, I feel like that just felt awkward to me. And I don't know also, like, if it was just because of the... How in? Because he felt so intentional that it was almost a turn off. It was like, hold up. like I guess Mm -hmm. you want someone who's decisive, but it felt like it was all the cliches of like, here's a naive Christian woman who wants to get married, and here's this older man who, Mm. you know. But also she's kind of already, she's dating someone else, but he just decides, he made up his mind, even though he said no initially, Mm -hmm. that he's going to be with her, and she doesn't really get a say in it. And so for me that felt very toxic, and it did not feel empowering. It felt almost Mm -hmm. like... It was inevitable that she was gonna end up with him, and he kind of seemed to think that. And then he kind of used God as like, well, but like, yeah. I know your desires to get married. I can be the husband that you need. And granted, he's a he was a good. It wasn't like he was a terrible guy. Like he was smart. He like helped take care of her. Like he was, but it felt more like it almost felt yeah. per, like a parental situation yes. at, at certain parts, and that was like a hard no for me yes. and it wasn't the age difference it was how he treated her yes. yeah. right. that. Yeah. because I don't Absolutely. think there's, 11 years is not really that long to be honest no. like that far no. but I do think that part felt so toxic to me and I think because of also the way that there was so much superfluous science and submarine detail in between the romance mm-hmm. it felt like you were literally on uh, the, it's a small world ride in Disney World that was crawling. <laughs> and you cu- you were like, okay, but, like, get to the next part. Right. Yeah. And I feel like there was not really anything that was, like, exciting about the romance. It was just like, yeah. oh, oh, I I know I said no to him, and then I guess I'll <laughs> date you, even though you proposed three times and, like, forcefully proposed. Like, and I feel like that was very toxic for me. Um, yes. And, and, yeah. and, a, and a huge problem is how forceful Mark was. Because it wasn't sweet and romantic. It was, like, weird, and you're like... Yeah. And then, like, she became the commander's wife, and, like, I don't know. It was just a whole thing. I was like, oh. Anyways.
1: I agree 100%. Mm. Um, I The things that I kind of gleaned were just, like, this is the least romantic hero I've ever encountered in my life. Like, there's nobody less romantic. Well, maybe. But he was, like, so All precious, not romantic. Like, so not romantic, the, the, the way that he treated her. Uh, was condescending. It was like it all, It came off as like this is condescending.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why are you treating her like a child? Yes. If you're interested in her as a partner for your life, when you're treating her like you know everything better and you know her better than she knows herself.
0: Yeah. Like, and it was like I already know you, so you can get to know me. It exactly. Was like when they started dating, it was like yeah. so
1: condescending and like misogynistic. It did. It was feel very misogynistic. misogynistic yes. Um, I thought when they went on that first date. Which it's like, I'm sorry, if you're dating someone, I don't care if your psycho boyfriend said it was okay for you to go out on a <laughs> date with somebody else. I don't care. Like, if you say no, I don't feel comfortable with this, I'm dating this other person, and this and this guy's like, I'll call him, it's fine. No, it's fine, it's fine. It's okay if it's fine. It's fine. Hmm. What is important is... Your comfort level. Mm-hmm, 100%. Like, he should have never forced her to j- go do that. I had mm-hmm. major issues with everything yeah. surrounding their, like, starting to go out. It was just, like, ridiculous to me. But they were on this date, and he goes. <laughs> she asks him. She's asking him, like, very good questions. Yes. Like, very good questions. Was, when they went to the movie, is.
0: and he, like, told her that, that that she could ask him questions, and she, like, scribbled a bunch on an yes. envelope. Yes. Because mm-hmm. yeah.
1: she had a lot, clearly. Yes. the girl is smart. <laughs> um, Not far enough to say no when he was being creepy, though. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> so maybe she is naive. I don't know. Um, he she goes. So why do you? Because he's at this point. He's told her like, yeah, I think we should. We should. I could. I could see myself marrying you. Like he's told her this already. Mm-hmm. And so she she asks him point blank, Why do you want to marry me? <laughs> and he responds with her smile. Well, you're not boring. Oh, Vaderani says it's because of her smile. <laughs> that was his response. <laughs> real like just a regular Romeo. <laughs> Shakespeare <laughs> over here. Oh. Well, you're not boring. Do you oh. know what vibes oh. I'm sorry, sir. You can pay for my dinner. I'm gonna leave now. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> Have a nice life. Did you see that one coming? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you detect this, sir? Those are my lows. Yeah. Um, oh I will say God. something
1: while well, you're not boring. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. I will say that I don't know if y'all ever ever seen the movie The Swan Princess. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> yes, I love say it. Say okay, everything. so this is when in the very beginning of the movie it's, it's children's cartoon um and about the, the Swan Lake and it's
1: for everyone.
0: It's for everyone. It's I, for everyone because the main Everywhere, character the is Odette. Right. I'm oh, a big fan. Odette. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so in the movie he basically you know because it's like the you know back in the time when like you know. Kings and queens would set up their children mm-hmm. to, you know, to, uh, create unity among their countries and stuff. Mm-hmm. And basically, he, they grow up together and then he sees her as like a, you know, adult woman and he's like, oh my God, she's so beautiful. And so basically, she asked him point blank, like, why do you want to marry me? And he was like, she's like, it's just because I'm beautiful. And he's like, well, what else is there? <laughs> she's like that's what the she is like storms again. out She's which just out. what
1: gina should have done when he said that's why you always bring cash
0: woman. always bring cash on a date because it, it goes poorly <laughs> here's the thing a little tip ladies i'm gonna oh, tell you this right oh, now okay well not not necessarily for you two because you're married but sure tip for the listeners. fair enough and i,
1: gentlemen, I, I always tip. bring cash on my dates <laughs>
0: <laughs> listen i have learned I that if that. you feel like you owe that person first of all you never owe oh, anyone yes. anything. but if you are the kind of person that we feel like you owe someone mm- something you bring cash Especially if it's a date with, like, someone that, that you met online, you don't know very well, mm-hmm. I and mean, in this case, you knew Mark, but whatever, I digress. You bring cash, because then you can leave and say, you know what, this is, and you can leave money on the table and be like, I, I'm I'm done and yep. walk away. I'm not saying that you owe them that, but I'm saying that if you as would feel more comfortable knowing that you are in complete control, like, hey, yeah, I'm I putting just, I paid in, for my ooh, dinner,
1: I, done. I, I don't I, owe I, you
0: anything. I don't owe you anything. Yeah. I uh, is that's is good. my advice is because like that's not just yeah, never yeah. know like I just started doing that because it's like you and I haven't had to pull that out but like knowing that I have that as a backup option yeah, that's good. especially with this day and age of like you don't always know who you're going to go meet at a restaurant or something that's so, true anyways um Morgan, talk about your problems
1: um, in this book just super quick side note though my favorite part of that <laughs> swan princess scene I love that movie so much Amazing. my favorite part of that scene is when, because he's like, what Talking up? with his advisor. Yes. Yeah. What else is there? And then the advisor is there during that scene, and his response to that is he, very loudly, so they're in this huge group of people, Yeah. and Odette's like, about to storm out because Derek goes what else is there and his advisor goes <laughs> like, his <laughs> and and you screwed up bro <laughs> that was not right <laughs> not the right thing you to should say. write a book <laughs> and I to in five little <laughs> oh my gosh it's such a good movie and he it's literally like movie. goes through
0: a list I think in the next scene of like anything <laughs> oh that he could have said anything <laughs> he's like anything this <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the vibes I get from Marco
1: <laughs> 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 well you're not boring uh, <laughs> leave now, the, Gina, server, the server get at the out. restaurant walks up and goes <laughs> do, do you want me to call a cab for you man? <laughs> um, my lows were I, well, I see what Odette is saying about all and I also acknowledge that research is hard and <laughs> I, props to you if you have put the time and energy Dee Henderson you are clearly an author who finds research fascinating and spends a lot of time Mm -hmm. going into these deep dives about whatever profession or setting Mm -hmm. of the book. Clearly, because all of the books that I've read of yours, which is not a ton, but I've read more than two of D. Anderson's books, and they're all like that. Mm -hmm. However, for me, that is a big low. It's Mm. a big low. I was like, there are too too many details. I couldn't focus on them. It w- just all blended together. I didn't know about SETNAV. What's it called? SECNAV. Sec-Nav. Secretary okay. of Navy. There you go. Whatever. I didn't also I also watched it in CIS, so I feel like... <laughs> I don't know. So to me, that was a low because I was like, I just... And then I for me, I start not caring. I'm just like, I just don't care anymore. I don't care. And so then I'm like a little whiny three-year-old reading it. So that was my low. My low was too many summary details.
0: So your low wasn't the relationship. No, it, was no, the it wasn't. Okay. The
1: submarine details was allowed for me. Wow, ladies, thank the Lord in heaven we are wrapping. We are D Henderson, we resurfaced. resurfaced. We didn't get the bends. Oh, no, almost. Wow. That, that that's a scuba dive. I'm
0: sorry. You don't. Okay. In you can shoot up to the surface in one minute. In and the I'm in the, the south Oh, because you don't get the bends. Okay, so you you get the the bends. Bend. No, because the submarine's designed because it's for, pressurized. Yes, and it's. It's, it's, uh, uh, designed for quick descent and quick, uh, uh, depth diving. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. There you
1: so, go. Yeah. So.
0: Learned that from the book. <laughs>
1: We have researched is what we're trying See, to See, I, I didn't. I didn't even <laughs> I feel like you've learned that. more from same our conversation of things that, that I, I said oh, that you I didn't I know. So I'm like, you, Odette, I'm, I'm sitting here going, wow. This Odette five, knows so much about submarines and Odette's so like, we read novel. the same book, didn't we? It's <laughs> like, what book did you read? <laughs> okay, listen. The next book that we're reading. In the military series. In the mm-hmm. military theme. Um, theme I, we, I think, I think we can all say we have high hopes for this. We really hope well, that it's not like undetected by Dee Henderson. We'll <laughs> see though. None of us have ever read this author. Have you read this author? Monique? I haven't, but I've heard really, really good things. Okay, yeah. I don't think any of us have read this author. So mm-hmm. it's a new author for us. It's Until Leaves Fall in Paris by Sarah Sundon. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um so we're really looking forward to this. this it's World War II. World War Two. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah.
0: Stay it's tuned. Exciting! It's gonna be fun. Thanks mm-hmm. for going on this journey for, with us, and whew, it was okay. a doozy. If you did read this book, <laughs> we'd love to know your thoughts.
1: Please, even if they were positive, we want to hear what you liked. Yes. About because here's the book. thing: we help us about this. <laughs> funny,
0: funny. Yes. Um. But but also, we truly. Go into books with the best intentions oh, and the best sure. hopes. and we always promise you on this podcast we will give our honest opinion. That's why bad, we're here. The ugly. the ugly. That's right. It's in our theme song, and it's in every story. We just apparently have enjoyed most of the books this season except this one. Except <laughs> this one. <laughs> so you're gonna get it. You heard it here first. Right. <laughs> and maybe we'll read another D Henderson next season that redeems her for for maybe. Mal and I, at least, I feel like Morgan's like nothing. She's done.
1: <laughs> oh. She's done. Yeah. O oh for, oh for three. O for three. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode.
0: Follow us on Instagram at Redeeming Lit Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple or Spotify so you
1: don't miss any episodes. If you have any questions or book recommendations, email us at redeeminglitpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, keep, keep it lit. lit.